Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash FilmSack and start living a better life today <laughs> you know all the professionals do that for sound checks yeah <laughs> a little warm up like a, your local news station when they're doing their mic checks they just go <laughs> oh yeah my mommy always said there were no monsters no real ones but there are the new asshole model they're putting out <laughs> this is film sack oh sure hello and welcome to Film Sack, Film Sack episode 536, my new very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. If you breathe on him enough, he'll open up for you, Dunaway. Oh, I will. Oh, thank you for that hot breath. Yeah. Mm. Onions? Oh, hi. <laughs> Man, I am just not feeling my, like myself today. I mean, I, I woke up hairless and naked in some kind of cheesecloth body bag, and then I had to rip my way out of there. I mean... Like like I did for my mom's uterus that one time. Then I figured, hell, I'm already up. I guess I better check my email in case there was something in there that might give me a clue as to what happened. But when I tried to log into my computer with my pin code, it asked me to breathe on it for identification instead. No thanks, Bill Gates. So I whipped out my janitor-sized keychain full of banaca and sprayed that on there. I didn't like the cherry flavor, but it did seem like mint. Okay, who knew? Not me. I don't know nothing. Anywho... I'm pretty sure I'm a clone with an alien trying to get out, and you guys have been dead for over 200 years, and I'm just sitting here trying to figure out if I should put on my boxing gloves before I drink this coffee that Ron Perlman left me. He said it was pretty strong, so that makes sense. But what does make sense? What does not make sense is Brad Dorff hanging on the wall over there talking to a xenomorph that looks like it ate a human baby. Gross. Hey, Randy, what has two thumbs, one human genitalia, a pink tongue, and screws like a god. I give up. You can't, you can't see it, but I'm using my thumbs to indicate that it is me. <laughs> Human baby. 
<laughs> human baby alien. Yeah. Gross. Human alien. Yep. Good job. That way we get we don't get named for any DMCA problems because uh, <laughs> all right, nicely done, nicely done. Also with us, Randy. All his whiskey comes in cubes. Jordan, Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, and welcome aboard. Please pay attention to these brief safety announcements. We'll be cruising at an altitude that puts us three hours from earth so apparently we're inside the orbit of the moon um, <laughs> mm-hmm. surprise uh who are you expecting santa claus <laughs> anyway we've got three rules for you passengers who've come aboard the chianti um so this ship is so the ducati I, I don't know someone made up a new name what was i saying three rules number one when you somehow bring a woman back to life via multi-species cloning make sure you include whatever genetic code makes it look like she's wearing sparkly brown eyeshadow number two always set your shoe polish on fire before you use it on your boots don't ask me why or how it just works and number three Keep a series of small holes punched in the windows of every compartment of your spaceship. No matter how outmatched you are by alien forces, a small hole in the window will kill them, but it won't kill any of you. Shiny. (laughs) So shiny. You had questions that I had. Yeah. There's all kinds of questions I've got. I think Uh, I've heard of that shoe polish thing before. Have uh, you? Oh. Yeah, we'll get to it. Okay, we'll get to it. Well, here we go getting to it. Hey. Also, finally, Brian, if you stab him in the leg, he won't feel it, Ibit. Oh, I won't. By the way, I did a little asshole modeling in college. Mm -hmm. Uh, Step right up, step right up, lady and gentleman and toaster oven. And come one, come all to the greatest show off Earth. It's the Ellen Ripley Unnatural History Museum. Mm. See wonders that look like they came out of the Christopher Lee Mad Scientist Lab from Gremlins 2. Come on in, folks. What's that I see? Is that one of those muscle wrestling toys from the 80s? No, it's Ripley 1. And it looks like Mason Wren combined the Ripley and alien DNA with a sack of foreskins. A riff from today's headlines. What's what's it floating in? Pretty sure it's kerosene. Anyway, let's keep moving, folks. Lots to see, lots to see. Ah, back here is Ripley 7, kept alive by these machines here. Yes, she can talk. Come on in close, and you can hear her sing the first few words of the Who's Tommy. Well, no, maybe it's just kill me. Anyway, she looks like what you'd get if you combine the Ripley and alien DNA with a plate of chicken wings from Hooters. And speaking of Hooters, oh wait, how old is that toaster oven? Because she looks 13. All right, never mind, never mind. Moving on to Ellen 5. Whoops, looks like we got her mouth in the wrong place. And look at all that hair. It looks like what you'd get if you merged the Ripley and alien DNA with Dan Hedaya's back. Nice. <laughs> oh, man, yes. Dan Hedaya is I... a furry mother effer, man. <laughs> like, yeah. is this a Muppet movie we're watching here? Uh, he what's going so on here? Oh, Harry, that scene where he sits up in bed with the alarm going off and the lighting. <laughs> it's like, like, who wears a sweater under their wife yeah. beater? Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, I feel bad for you in a weird way, I guess. But oh. you're Dan Hedaya. Nobody should feel bad for Dan. Can, can I have a moment? Yeah. I would like a moment. Go. I need a moment. Sure. Because moment. I am really happy. I'm happy for us. I'm happy for for uh, this entire uh, franchise that we've now completed, basically. Mm. And it goes back about six months ago. We were just chatting one day, the four of us. We have chat. We talk. And <laughs> one day we were talking and I said, you know, I've, I've never actually sat down and watched any of the Alien movies from beginning to end. And a, a 
program was born. We mm-hmm. were like, we're going to watch them. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I came into this with uh, some reservations. Yeah. I really, really did. I, you know, I had some thoughts like there's sure. reasons maybe why I have never seen all these movies. Sure. And uh, we started watching them and we started sacking them. And by the way, if you, if you haven't uh, heard those previous sacks and you like alien movies, maybe, maybe go back a few months yeah, and do and a whole series. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it was, you know what? It was good. It was it was good, and then it got kind of it kind of was was going downhill for me, yeah. and and I and I came into this fourth. I didn't really want to sack this fourth movie. Like the first one was good. None good. of the us sec- did. The second one, the second one was a for me was a straight remake of the first, and was and it was weird to me that it didn't what? break any new ground. Yeah, right, we didn't talk the, about that. Well, he's well, we did, well, we we did before. I, I, we, we talked about, talk about before, about but I feel like it was more yeah, like a. Yeah. You're when you see it now, it's like Time Bandits. I have these fond feelings for Time Bandits because I saw it when I was ten or whatever, and you hate, didn't hate it, but you were like, I don't know this movie, whatever. So I, I feel like there's a little bit of out of time, out of place kind of thing going on for you. Yeah, but a, mm-hmm. but a remake of the first. I mean, I feel like if there's any movie where every single, you know, not including Prometheus and um, the other one, uh, <laughs> Covenant. every Covenant, thank you. Every movie you in the franchise feels like a completely different movie. It is a completely different Which movie. Which is like, interesting because they have some rules and they stick with them. I mean, it's pretty much always the same. I mean, yeah. there's always – I think there's always a countdown. So, I mean, it, you, yeah. you're always going to get is, that. This is the first one that ends with thank you. <laughs> right. Sure. But just to just to finish the thought. Oh, yeah. We, please the, finish the thought. We, we sacked the third movie, and it's a serious decline from the first two. The first two were really good, and the third one was not. And it and, and you know coming out of the third one, I'm I'm asking the question: Why even make a fourth? Why, what would they? What are they thinking? Uh, and, I, and I really didn't want to sack this. Mm. Uh, you know, like I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to watch it. Is basically like, right, I yeah. was like, maybe one day I'll watch it to see. But I didn't want to have to, and I didn't want to have to on a specific day yeah. in December. Sure. And and so like it started, and I was like, oh look, Joss Whedon wrote this movie. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is uh-huh. that's Alien interesting. Re- Here's a director yeah. I've I don't think I've ever heard of, and then I realized I had heard of him. He's made a really famous movie, but I, you know, yeah. like it just like it's these names are coming up on the screen, and I'm like Dan Hedaya. Oh look, Worm Tongue. Okay, I'm yeah. interested. And, it, <laughs> and the movie sets off, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a Joss Whedon movie. It's yeah. like it's like yeah. it has characters who are interesting mm. and. They, uh, as as inexplicably as the actual resurrection of Ellen Ripley is, and it's it's absolute garbage. The resurrection of Ellen Ripley, but <laughs> as as bad as that is, oh my gosh, she's a totally different character. Yeah, than these yeah, previous she movies, a, yeah. she won an award for how she explored the character here. So I mean. Very, like, yeah. I, so like I am I am all in within 15 yeah. minutes of this movie starting. I'm just like, I can't wait to see more of Ron Perlman because I start out hating him. And then as the movie right. goes on, you kind of start liking him a little bit, yeah. which is a Joss Whedon thing. Yeah. The heavy with the big gun mm. is a guy that you don't really like. And then you kind of like him, but you still don't trust him. Yeah. That is a Joss Whedon thing. Yeah, it is. And, it's, and it's like so much of this movie. It's just like. It's a revelation. How is this movie not more beloved by, you know, like general audiences? I really enjoyed it. Uh, 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 okay. I'm going wow. to. So, so tell us how you feel about it. Uh, in, a, in a rare. <laughs> in a, 
And you might have said it in that whole thing, but this was your very first watching of the film, right? Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. you said that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what's I'm uh, I'm excited how excited Randy was about Alien Resurrection. I'm exhausted at how excited Randy was. He's like the, he's like the uh, what character was it in this that uh, he was excited about everything he was um, the guns and everything else which character was it? Uh, anyway no yeah Alien know. Resurrection for me was uh, one I didn't want to revisit and I'm glad we did because it answered a lot of questions I remember having like a general just a general dislike for the film and I think I've kind of figured it out and we'll probably reveal that as we go along but I think I figured out what I didn't like about it. And I think I might've been wrong. Yeah. I might, oh, have, you been might wrong. have been wrong. Eh? Okay. Well, I'm, I, I'm firmly in the team Randy on this. Um, I liked four when it came out and I've liked it since I had, I had long three had a way of making you go. All right, fine. We're going in directions. I didn't exactly want. That's fine. And then right. once you accept that and you, and you release yourself from that, that purgatory, uh, after aliens, which is, you know, many believe is where the series peaked. Uh, I still have such a great time with it. And I, and I have a great time with four for lots of weird reasons. Like four's just, four's just like, Hey, let's just throw all the shit out the window. We're still going to have great actors in this. We're going to have some decent performances. Uh, you know, Sigourney Weaver never phones it in. She's very good in this. Um, and I, I have so much fun with it. It's just a, I just have fun with it and I never not like it. So four is four is a miracle. Yeah. For that it even got made. Yeah. That it even um, got made. Yeah. No one wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just so we've got uh, all four views represented. Here, <laughs> I went into this movie remembering that I kind of liked it. Like I'm a, I was a, an alien resurrection defender or apologist. Right. Or, it's uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> but then after watching it this time, I'm like, oh man, yeah. There's, there are. I've got some phone calls to make. Here's mm. the. Here's the exactly. I'm twelve step. Like I need. What's the? I need to yeah. reconcile with the people I've yeah. defended this yeah. to. Um, there are here, and here's why I liked it. There are a few great scenes that I remember, and I'm saying, oh my god, that scene underwater, or that scene climbing up the ladder, or the 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 Ripley Museum. Um, those yeah. I remember, and it's like all the stuff that's in between that. That's like. Uh, yeah okay that's kind of silly and i i'm gonna say this and i'll revisit it later but the dumbest looking alien ever created in this franchise oh yes oh, well, well it was such a such a controversy on how it was made and it was just oh i don't know you're talking about you're talking about i'm talking about baby baby alien that comes out full size well and yeah, also yeah. you should you should also be talking about like just like everything except the classic alien that we see in the lab and, and well right. ultimately yeah. we end up seeing three of them right they because right. They, they're getting cloned oh man we just can't clone these guys fast enough Woo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. it was just it's just funny because the movie starts with like can we can we clone an alien can we make an alien nope yes we can let's go make yeah. them all make them all but like many it, with everything you see with the exception of those like all of the alternate ripley's mm-hmm. it's all kind of crap you know like mm-hmm. it's not it's not good none yeah, of it i so, thought i thought some of that stuff looked okay i think that the it was very um uh, who's the director that made that that existence movie we watched um oh uh, yeah fly director can't think john of his name. can't think of his name Anyway, John, he's that, dead to me. All of that stuff. Movie like his, those all look like his uh, flesh controllers. David Cronenberg. You know? David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg. 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 Yeah. All of those things look like his flesh controllers from that weird movie. And, and it yes. reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. her or uh, sorry, the the baby alien. It is a it's a point of controversy for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. do you make that look 
cool, menacing, but also has to look derivative, right? It has to look like, like both a little bit human and a little bit, um, xenomorph. Yeah. Right. But, but God, the face on that thing makes me crack up every time (laughs) it looks. They didn't nail it. They did not nail it. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure they didn't nail it. I'm not, I'm not going (laughs) to, I don't think they nailed it. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's the most amazing design. I'm not saying it couldn't have been better, but I don't know. You know, like it's got this weird human skull. that's not quite fully formed. The nose thing with the little hanging out bit. Just oh god, that yeah, that like it was nose, like articulating all over the place. Yeah. I just want to hang a. It's Christmas time, and I kind of want to hang yeah, a little Christmas yeah. ornament on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but, not. You know, I don't know. The, I don't in know the what end, I you, in the end, you need that alien to be the finale, like the men, the most menacing thing. Yes, and and so that kind of falls on its face. Like the the problem with everything in this movie is there's somebody up front going, "How can I make this different than the previous three? Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And right. they, you know, so like that, you can tell there's a decision made before you even start. The final menace will be will not look like the previous three movies, and that's kind of a shame because, like I say, when you're in the lab and Wormtongue is making out with the glass and you see <laughs> right. the alien on the other side, uh-huh. that is so moving. It's like yeah, it makes it your heart good. race. It was, and I'm like, it's too bad they didn't reverse the order here, right? And have the mm-hmm. have the u- ugly, weird uh, hybrids be first, and then ultimately the classic alien queen looking thing be the the final menace yeah i will say yeah. though when that baby took a swipe at the queen and took off the top part of her head and, and it that started was fantastic that was like watching not a, the mommy like he a, went not the mommy it's like a beetle getting cut in half or something there's something real gross about it it's yeah. a very effective uh practical oh my god effect. if you're if you're if you're not if you're easily grossed out don't watch this movie this is by far the grossest of all yeah, the alien like, movies yeah, like there's a beheading uh at the very very end there's a beheading where and i'm forgetting who gets beheaded um uh, who will hold on uh, um, oh, who i was talking about earlier well there's there's a couple of beheadings but you're um, are you talking about very um, raymond cruz yes. oh raymond cruz. <laughs> yeah poor raymond yeah. cruz dude freaking tuco took oh, him the shorts yes. yeah <laughs> uh tight, tight, tight. That, <laughs> that beheading is looks like real it looks like they yeah. took yeah like they took a human or like we're hiring you to be the stand-in body double who dies while we film this. It looked very, very real, and the alien is just staring at his own hands at the, after yeah, that. Like, yeah. ooh, look at all this blood and goo. What I'm not sure why. I think staring at the hands because uh, there because the blood is not what the alien expected. Like, I guess it's, the it's alien- humanity. Humanity is shining through. So if I think if you went back and read the script, I yeah. think what what Josh was going for was Josh. That they've they've addressed it a couple of times in the film, where you know what is humanity? They they talk about that throughout the Alien franchise, especially with like uh, Winona Ryder's character Call. You know, she's more human than the humans are at this point, or at least how humans should be if we were to aspire to it. Uh, and so this alien uh, has a bit of humanity in it, and so when it murders, it looks at his hands like, "Oh, what have I done? I've that was a mistake." Um, why, really? why do I feel also, bad inside? It also looked to me like an element of, Oh, I like this. I, I, I don't know. It's just like, it could be that that's part of humanity. It's yeah, not like recoiling from the blood. It's like examining this. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's the, all an artistic interpretation mm-hmm. and we just interpreted it differently. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But right. I, I don't know. Like in, in, in back to that alien baby for a second, I don't know what else I would have wanted. Cause they did have to make it. 
you know, how do you bring him closer to the middle to make I think him? There's, there are I wanted, other ways you could do that. Okay. I, think I wanted to be. A, I wanted to be more smooth. Ways you could make him look. Yeah. Yeah, I like just wanted hybrid. to be more smooth because I felt like the aliens themselves are really smooth and slick. Humans are yeah. pretty much slick. Uh, so, out, I mean, you come out pretty smooth. You might, yeah. you might get rough yeah. later in life, but it, yeah, right. there's no reason for that alien baby to be lumpy. Yeah, <laughs> lumpy. It didn't like make an any sense to me. I'm like, why is y'all lumpy? It succeeded in creating the abomination of that, that you wanted it. You right. want it to be repulsive and like, oh my gosh, what the frick is that? Do you like, know? It doesn't have to be. Well, like, if you're going to have this be the big thing at the end, the big reveal at the end, and and kind of the thing that takes out the queen but also becomes a, a menace itself, <laughs> there's no reason for it to be I think having a, an abomination. I think having a real human baby face, like, on, like wearing it like on the end of a xenomorph <laughs> oh, no. head, no, would have been know, the best thing. One of the there was one of the um, one of the human the Ripley alien hybrids in the in the lab that had just uh, like didn't look like it had any eyes had kind of a human face but very much a xenomorph oh. body but had like these gritting teeth and mm-hmm. was like oh right. this is such a cool look that would have been a better okay you know what I'm gonna both I I, I disagree with the overall take that it's a terrible design but i'm gonna agree it's, with you that was a better looking that was a better looking hybrid you're totally right it, it was tough it was it was it was tough and one of the things they they, they talked about in some of the trivia uh, i don't know if you guys watched the extended special edition with all the little extras and i watched prime I so i don't know what prime had right whatever prime had so prime, prime had some pretty good uh trivia scattered out right. throughout the movie if right you turned it on i don't i don't actually suggest you turn it on it was very distracting very i, I distracting. I turned it on and off and on and off and i was like oh, you know what i'm just leaving yeah, that would it be too much yeah. Yeah. yeah clone six by the way i looked it up and that's the one that is um i think would have made a better final villain right you remind right. me like a boss. modern like a modern dune See, enemy to me or doom yeah, rather. Yeah. And yeah. the problem the problem of course is that the final enemy is not really an enemy. It's it's, no. it's kind of it it's just like it's like wait mommy don't don't leave me and please don't betray me. Yeah. And so what yeah. trope is that cuz I know that I've seen this in another movie where you've done you've made a horrible Harry thing. and the Hendersons you have to punch Harry and make him go away. <laughs> Got here no. Harry. No, no, no. Like specifically the birth thing. Like you've had a kid and the kid is Damien like and there's yeah. and you know this mm-hmm. and the only thing mm-hmm. you can do is destroy it. But you have to coax it into thinking you love it. And and yeah, and, and, yeah. and it's, yeah. you know, and that and then they and ba- then at the last second baby. you betray it. There's something so well, familiar. That's a, about that's a that. real human uh, fear of ours as, as, as a parent is that your child may go rogue. And you may have to kill it. That's mm-hmm. a real human fear. So that was it was interesting to see that here in this film. There's a lot of really interesting DNA in this film, but uh, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I hate Ron Perlman, and I, not in a good way. It just, I'm really? like, it just you hate I'm him like, in this uh, film, or you hate him all all together? I, I, no, I love Ron Perlman. Mm, okay. I hated him in this movie. Mm. I just I didn't I like the dialogue to. they gave him. I it's didn't dimensional. like. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah. I hated it. I'm like, oh, just get rid of him. It's just pointless. Uh, He's mm. not bringing anything to the well, to the story. The, the he certainly s- can't play basketball. No, the story, not at all. Yeah. The story is is overly complicated for what it's trying to do. Right? Like, really, all they need is a, a reason for this other ship of people to join this science ship that also 
weirdly has a bunch of Marines on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and that reason can be paper thin. And for some reason, Whedon is like, okay, so there's this, what they're doing is they're smugglers. And, but these guys have a mole on the inside and they don't know it. They also have a girl who's not even human. They don't know it. And also, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, just like, I don't need all that. Give, just give me like something a little more basic because I spend way too much of this movie trying to figure out is Ron, per- what if Ron Perlman actually works for that company, that Wayland right. company, like and so, and so on. And it's like, no, none of that. It's, it's like really <laughs> simple. This story mm-hmm. is, it's a really complex thing. When you really go back and read what's, what happened in the background. First of all, it, it was just a weird combination of people going, we need to make another one. And then producers going, no, we don't let's stop. And then actors going, no, that's stupid. And then people looking over going, hey, Josh Whedon's doing some pretty cool stuff. Let's see if he can write us a treatment. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote it and they're like, oh, we really like this. Let's try to find a way to make this happen. And then they couldn't find a director. And they ended up going with Jean-Pierre Junette. And he he doesn't even really speak English. So you have a director on set filming in America – which is usually filmed in in the UK. Uh, who doesn't even has a, needs a translator. And apparently, so, Janae uh, hired a bunch of uh, people he'd worked on other yes. films with, who also only spoke French. Like he, right. he specifically <laughs> hired people because he could talk to them and they would understand him, which makes it worse, right? Because mm-hmm. the, yeah. these yeah. actors who don't speak French are, you know, like they're having to. They're having to figure it, out what I don't, I don't know why the alien films are so rife with this conflict. Three was uh, everyone talked about how three was such a mess and two, right. not so much because they didn't really know what they had yet. You know, like they weren't sure. But three, so much pressure, so many suits involved, so many people making decisions that creatives usually do. And then this movie, same thing, just full of these kinds of right. issues, multiple stories about Sigourney Weaver mad at the studio because they were going to remove the scene with her and the alien mm-hmm. writhing around, you know, however they're reproducing. I, uh, it's such I, an interesting thing, though, because we got a studio that has a property, and that property is very valuable, and you don't want to let it go. You don't want to let it go cold, and so you you have people trying to push it, and then you have actors who really love the characters, but also have a high integrity uh, as far as acting goes and what they put out there, Sigourney Weaver, and uh, so it's this really tricky balance because you really can't have the alien without you can't have an alien series without Ripley. If you want to be any good, really, I just, I just want to hold on the on the director story real quick for a second in pre production because the story is fascinating. Like the producer started with Danny Boyle. Can we have Danny yeah, Boyle yeah. direct the film? And actually, like they made some progress before Boyle pulled out, and then they went to Peter Jackson and Peter Jack. Like and you're and and, and then they went nah. to Brian Singer. And every one of these, I'm like, wow, I want to see that. What yeah, what would Brian yeah. Singer have done? With this script, you know? Well, I don't and, know about Singer. I'd be more interested in Boyle, though. But I'm like, I mean, basically, he made Sunshine, which ended up being kind of an alien movie. And it's a, I love that movie. But I would love to have seen Boyle's take on, on yeah. aliens. But I'm sure that we'd be reading well, these stories about Danny Boyle hated it and refused to work with Fox ever again and was pissed at everybody and nobody liked right. anyone. And it, it seems like these alien movies are just rife with this. Right. You know, Every, everything, by the way, everything you know about Jean-Pierre, the director, is in his profile picture on IMDb. All you got to do is take one look at that. and You're like, oh, OK. He didn't want to be I there. See. He could tell. I mean, he I swore off that. Hollywood entirely after this. He's like, I'm not yeah. working with these people anymore. They just suck. Yeah. And so I'll blame him. He's, it's, he's, and he's it, it was it was a tough uh that's a tough thing to do. Here's I mean, your problem. Was, uh, Here's your problem. The reason I think you don't like Ron Perlman in this 
in particular. Right. They killed off. And it's their not own... necessarily Ron Perlman is the is the character and the way. No, it's, I get it's... you. It's not the yeah. actor. I get it. Here's the problem. Right. They they killed off the wrong character early. Yeah. They should have yes. killed Ron Perlman early and yes. let Michael Wincott freaking get some damn air to breathe. Wincott was so fantastic. I watched I that guy read a phone uh, book. He's so better. good. He's so good. Elgin he's threw the, it down, right? Uh, he's yeah. the captain he, dude from, uh, he's the one that, oh. that died he's in the Elgin, Oh, yeah, yeah. Wincott is the one that got stuck through the floor grating. And got, right, uh, yeah, okay. Hit the back. So, yeah, <laughs> at I, first, I, I had to look it up because at first I thought that was the guy that uh, worked with um the, the worked for the uh, Cobra Kai dojo in the uh, second, nice. oh, the yeah, third yeah. or fourth karate kid. Yes, not him. Yeah. Oh my Cheap god, Seagal. no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Those should those no. two should never even be at the same party or in the no, same building. No, shouldn't even be in the same sentence. But no, first, no, no. <laughs> one hot split second, I thought it was the same guy. Uh, fair point, but he's 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 re- really compelling actor. I love him in everything I've ever seen yeah. him do. It's all great voice. Yeah, and we the, and the, we previously only seen one Michael Wincott movie before this for Film Sack, and that's the. The crow, he right? He's right. a bad guy in sure. the crow. Wasn't he? I, really I, feel thought, like... I thought we saw uh, the. Oh, I did too. What's the yeah, other I, one? The, the... Can I guess what you're about to say? Yeah, the Guy Pierce uh, <sighs> Jesus one. Um, nope, we haven't seen that, but. Um, <laughs> what am I, I thinking of? <clears throat> he was also in The Three Musketeers, which I was certain that we had sacked. Oh, we, we did not... The Man in the Iron Mask. That's what we, we did. We did the other. Yeah. 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 And then he was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which I was and... pretty sure we'd sacked, but yeah. we had. And The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I was thinking of with the <laughs> guy Pierce. Because he's been everything guy. dumbass. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, the 2002 Count of Monte Cristo, he is brilliant in that movie. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a major role, but he's brilliant. And I love that movie, by the way. He's my favorite ancillary thing in Westworld. He's the he's old bill who's like the proto model that uh anthony hopkins built before building the you know the entirety of the thing and he's on that old piano he's still kind of herky-jerky and he has to kind of boot him up to get him to talk and he's only in that series for like a hot five minutes but it's my favorite most world-building five minutes of that whole thing i love him he's great the main thing, you're absolutely right. Michael Wincott in this movie is way more interesting than Ron Perlman in by this movie. Far, by See, far. See, they could have rolled they could have rolled Johnner, Ron Perlman's character, into Christie, played by Gary Duran. Mm-hmm. He's uh yeah. he's he's great. And they could have just rolled that into there because we already I, I love the relationship between uh uh was it Varys? Was his how do you say his name? The oh, one. Oh yes, yeah, the, the one. The Dominique wheelchair. Pinion. Yeah. Yes, Reese. Reese. It's just Reese. It's, it's yeah. spelt with a V, but it's it's yeah. just Reese. But it's if Reese. you put yeah. if you put you could just roll Johnner's character Ron Perlman right into the Christie character because totally. He and really I really like the Christie do. character. That, that guy's character. great. He was uh, he's an old CSI, CSI. Yeah, CSI. like a yeah. long time CSI guy or mm-hmm. yeah, original CSI, original CSI, CSI yeah. right? Yeah. The old original uh, Vegas CSI. And yeah, that actor's so good. And boy, he. He's just barely used as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christine Reese could have done a lot more because I mean, I yeah. love the way you know they're they're sacrificed for each other, and that was just they're, him climbing up the the uh, ladders with with Reese on his back. And then I the mean, rolls that was just so switched. Good. And, yeah, yeah. But then the whole Perman bending over and shooting was that was cool, but it we was cool, necessary. but he wasn't aiming at shit. He was just oh, going. Oh, could have done that. Right. That was dumb. Here, there. Uh, by the way, I went off on a Reddit like uh freaking rabbit hole like i never have before there is a fan theory floating around out there that the christy guy the character who yeah. you know ended up cutting the thing and falling in with the alien car uh, cor- yeah. corpus corpus yeah uh, he didn't have to die that he survived and got off the ship yeah. 
and is still out there. There's a huge fan theory. <laughs> oh, I would love like a, a an indie kind of solo kind of mercenary. Or, All right, you know, well, wait a minute. So he's got to get off the he's got to get off the self destructing ship. Get to Earth. Yeah, the, the ship well, didn't like another. Right. I'm guessing another escape pod or something that uh, right. they didn't think about. Yeah. That, <laughs> now I, wait a minute. I got to ask a question it. real quick. They had a whole thing. I read Chris. this whole thing. I couldn't tell you the details of it because I can't remember. But it was really complex reasons why Christie survived and should be in and some. He'd future be blind thing. or something, right? Because didn't he get uh, he on one and one side of his face? He he is definitely yeah. blind on one side. I'm not saying he lost complete vision on the other side, but yeah, there's some yeah. there's some. I would love to see that character return in some kind of in Reese too. I mean, he was just, he was so fun. Yeah. He's awesome. I just, I really dug it. Yeah. Um, mm -mm, mm -mm. yeah, don't do it, but I got to ask. Okay. So I watched the, I watched the special edition uh, on voodoo. And so I, I heard mention of Walmart at one point yes. in time. There's a whole get list the of things. Randy Scott, did you get the Walmart? No, uh, no, no. So the, uh, Wayland Utani, Utani, Wayland, Wayland, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, now owned by Walmart. Shut right. up in this future. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Did I, wait, wait, wait. You, you're about you're you're basically ruining this for me. Is this true? <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is true. So it's in that scene where uh, Ripley is learning how to say f I mean fork. And fork. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's talking with uh, Brad Dourif about how they got you know her her DNA and all that stuff and and the doctor comes in. Ren comes in and. Uh, um, they're talking about, well, what about Wayland Utani? And, and Duriff is like, huh? What? I've never heard of that company. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, that old Earth company. I remember that. And mm -hmm. nope, they're now owned by Walmart. Shut yeah, up. Yeah. I missed that. Terrible. Did I block that out because how bad that no, is? They, no. they cut that out and left it or brought it back for the special yeah. edition. Oh that was not gosh. in the theatrical release. That was yeah. not in the theatrical release, and it would probably not be on the Amazon and the special well. edition also has them landing on Earth and actually. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like, they, uh, when, wait, when what do they do? Uh, what do they yeah, do? Ripley there? and Cole. Call. Call, mm -hmm. sit there on Earth, and they're talking about, uh, well, the military is probably coming. And, and, and you guys didn't see. Gosh, no. No, 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 no. It's no, no, a no. big place. That, uh, you've got plenty of places to hide, Ripley. And she's like, all right, well, so that's what I, that's here. what I was trying to get back to. I heard you say that the ship was set to self destruct, and it was, but in the edition I saw. Well, okay. the big and ship, so, the, uh, the main ship that the, the, the Betty but, would have been on. Not, right. not the main, which failed, was, that, what was the Betty? Was that the little ship? No, the Betty was yeah, the little, little ship. ship. That's little the one. escape. That's the one they escaped on. All right. All right. But, but okay, so back to the self-destruct on the big ship. It actually, that failed, and they had to crash it into Earth. That's so, right. Yeah, I guess it wasn't self-destruct as much as it was find an uninhabited okay, so spot area. in the uninhabited <laughs> Earth. Right. Okay, <laughs> so you guys saw the... Go ahead. This this sounds like a good example of let's just leave the stuff we cut on the floor. Like mm -hmm. it really yeah. sounds like uh, <laughs> like the uh, the shorter version is by far superior because like this this movie has a classic Hollywood ending. You know, like it's yeah. it yeah. is so freaking like tomorrow like, will be another day. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if uh, uh, Winona Ryder and and uh, Sigourney Weaver were on horseback riding into that sunset. Yeah, yeah, and pass them <laughs> like, by the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. yeah. hello. Well, mm -hmm. so almost there's actually. The, uh, this, Paris the, uh, and Eiffel, yeah, Tower. Eiffel Tower is tipped over in the it's and I couldn't figure edition. out what they what they were trying to say because at the very end in scene like that they're they're sitting on a Sigourney in uh, they're they're sitting on like a, a ridge and they're looking over Paris and the, and the Eiffel Tower is all you know 
messed up and everything. over, broken. Right, but, yeah. but you're ruining the movie for me but right so, now. <laughs> so, the, so the, I couldn't figure out if they if they meant that the 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 other ship crashed into the planet and it had this big nuclear explosion. I mean, it was huge. And so I was. It was like, did they destroy everything just now? Did they just? No. Or, they're the real villains. It looked like when that thing hits the earth, it, it looks like it's. It looks like it's hitting like um, near Nowhere the Bill. southern tip of Africa or something. Like right. it's, it's a a southern peninsula. I Man, mean, you know not, how this earth. Ship you know how this earth big. is. It's not like uh, you know planetoid size. So, so the only problem is I was like, why can't they just hit it in the moon or something where there's nothing really living? Because there's <laughs> definitely something living, even if it's not humanity, but there may be somebody, you know, just yeah, can't, you know, yeah. they live down there. Yeah. And so they're dead. Yeah. I yeah, think exactly. also explosion that big, the way that was portrayed, that thing would have had yeah, long lasting world. It was, it was, world it was like extinction yeah. level event almost. Yeah. 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 And I just want to, I just want to say though, the, the proper ending here, the one that I, I think Scott and I saw yeah. is, is great because it doesn't pull any tricks. It is just, sure. we yeah. made it. There's a sunrise or sunset or whatever that we're flying into. We have a couple of really clever lines from Sigourney Weaver, who, like, this is her This is her moment, right? It's the end of that character, and so on, and so on, and so on. And it's like, they're not setting up another movie. They're not giving you a surprise. They're just mm-hmm. ending the thing. So, like, right. I'm glad that I saw what I saw, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. that this other nonsense exists. <laughs> that this abomination exists. That's how I feel it's, about, too. It's how I feel about Aliens and that director's cut. I hate it. I don't like it. Yeah. It ruins what I and saw. So, and so mm-hmm. the director was not down with this. Director released the theatrical release. He said, that's the one. That's the one I like. And he said, uh, this extra stuff was just, this This was a time um, when this came out was a time when, uh, shortly after this was a time when they were trying to pack everything they could into Blu-ray special editions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with like commentary by the actors and everything else. So when they put that footage back in, uh, was when they was trying to sell those special oh, DVD Blu-ray editions. So <laughs> yeah, because yeah. this was this came out in '97, and you're right when they started compiling those when Blu-ray first hit in the early 2000s. Yeah, it would throw be, everything in it. Yeah, put everything in. Yes. I right. can see that. That's true. It's a <clears throat> it's a real weird thing. And here's a couple of things. Like for example, uh, Sigourney Weaver originally she was refusing to be in this thing. She was like, I'm "Not I'm not yeah. doing another Alien movie. You killed me in the last one. This is dumb." And when asked why she changed her mind, her reply is my favorite thing in the world. Quote, they basically drove a dump truck full of money to my house, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Just yeah. Yeah, she got, she got like, uh, she got partly producing credit and stuff too. She's there got, are, she got yeah, yeah. $11 you, you million. Have to, you have to guess that for, for Ripley's one, or for uh, Sigourney Weaver's one honest answer to that, there are a thousand other Hollywood stories where they did the same thing. And the actor just said, no, I really believed yeah. in the project. And I really uh, was George, excited about it. Yeah. George Clooney just did an interview this past week where they offered him $35 million and he was going to have to like uh, travel. And he was like, you know what? Mm-mm. Yeah, not I'm really not in the mood. It. He's like, I've done. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. what's what's an extra forty five on top of my yeah. three hundred million or whatever he's got? And I think right. he said he didn't agree with where uh, either where the money. I think the money was coming from a country that was kind of uh, you know an ally, but kind of you know was oh, doing sketchy. questionable, yeah, yeah sketchy uh-huh. things. And he was like, if I'm going to lose even one second of sleep over this. He says, I don't need $35 million. He says, I got plenty of money. Yeah, yeah. he's fine. Yeah. He can just chill out yeah. now. That guy, he did he got it all right. He got he he hit his his stride. His success happened in his 30s. 
which means you've, you're in just a more so not mature, killer tomatoes. Then you're in it. No, he's in a more <laughs> okay. he's in a more mature place, and he doesn't have to. You know, he's not he like actually some married up. Old. Like he married a, a woman who's. Uh, uh, Which is much higher do. stature. He's, pretty, and, yeah, he's yeah. pretty high up there, so that's pretty tough for George Clooney. He's an yeah. attractive man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's all right. I mean, I never thought he was that I, attractive. But that's speaking, fine. come on, we all can agree that wait, wait, George wait, wait, Clooney wait. is a gorgeous man. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's hold okay. Really, it doesn't. It doesn't make you gay. No, 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 no. I, I know. Uh, I realize that. But he's he's one of those leading men in Hollywood <laughs> who I find him very charismatic and very good, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, an incredibly yeah. good actor, and I think even a better director and producer. But um, I don't. His personality does go a long way, though. It does help a lot. I don't understand charisma. the the. Oh, he is such Allure. a good looking guy. I don't. I don't get that. It's just not my thing or something. Interesting. Not yeah. your type. He's just not. That's fine, Scott. There's he plenty of good looking okay, dudes well, in Hollywood. If, if, if you don't like uh, George Clooney, may I offer Brad Dourif? Man, mm. this guy, <laughs> this guy is hard to not watch. Like he is, like, yeah. like yeah. when he is on the screen, especially when he's not talking for some reason, he is just magnetic. Yeah. I can't yeah. get over yeah. this guy. He's and so we've great. seen him, and we've seen him in several things now. And I again, once again, if you told me in advance, hey Randy, you you might want to watch this movie for Worm Tongue, I'd be like. Oh wow! Okay, because like when we've seen him before, we've seen him in uh, in the original Dune. We've seen him in uh, Eyes of Laura Mars. Like the guy is right. just Chucky. always mm-hmm. uh, no Child's Play two or right? Child's Play. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah I right. mean he was the he's the voice, voice of Chucky. Chucky yeah, oh, we didn't see him in yeah. that. And, and well, I'm, okay. I'm saying I think like the guy you're is talking just, about how compelling looking he is, which and, is and act is as an actor. Like he yeah. the way he moves and uses his body. Uh, like I just I I. Again, if you if I hadn't seen it already, I would have guessed that he ends up kissing glass and like, you know what I mean? Like, like doing something gross, but like so in character, like it just I I don't know. The guy, the guy is just amazing. What is that? See, again, that scene where he's kissing glass and trying to, you know, provoke the aliens. Yeah, they were something about that is something about that Mm -hmm. is so familiar to me. Like I've seen it somewhere else. And I, it feels uh, like a Jurassic Park thing. I can't remember it being in a uh, scene. Like, but, yes, yes, but, yes. Uh, like one of the one of the handlers, the jerk handlers, kind of mistreating the, the right. dinosaurs just because yeah. they can. But even like well, what I'm one, thinking that is, one's a trope that I noticed, Scott. So I, I you can give me a trope I, alert. Oh, for okay, this. give me give me what you found because I but it's been driving me crazy. It's called Window Love and Window uh, Love, hilarious. And Window Love is uh, it's in uh, obviously it's in Star Trek. It's in the Wrath of Khan, and then they do it again in Star Trek Into Darkness. But um, like more more like this, like there's um, uh, like like there's a, a scene in the Great Muppet Caper where mm. uh, where mm-hmm. where Kermit where, where Miss Piggy is in jail, yeah. and, and right. Kermit goes, and they end up in the they end up kissing each other through the glass screen, mm. right? Um, and a little uh, yeah. Okay, there's yeah, um this, this, this uh, uh uh the the in the Martian mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a, a between glass uh scene uh let's see what are, where else have we seen uh, wait, it? give me uh, one where there, it's that it's like it, inappropriate borderline so, psychopath because that's where okay I'm, so so it's played real straight in Midnight Express mm-hmm. but then in the Cable Guy uh there's a scene where uh, uh what's his name Jim Carrey tries to make um uh Ben Stiller recreate it Mm -hmm. oh yeah and he and he refuses and then and then i think uh jim carrey like lifts his shirt and starts rubbing his tit on the glass (laughs) oh right yeah yeah his tits 
Now, see, I, I took away, I, I took something away, I took something different away from that that scene, and I think is, uh, I think the fact that Brad Dourif was was uh, taunting and showing humanity's a bigger monster. This has been a motif throughout the whole Alien yeah, series. Are, are we it. the monster or are they the monster? Right, and right. Yeah. I think it's uh, I, I artistically that's the way I interpret. I, com- it. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but we we have to talk about how this movie is designed to be funny in ways that the previous three were not. Is Josh Whedon humor at that? Josh, yeah, <laughs> Josh, Joshua. Every time, Joshua he, no, no, every time he says Josh, I say Josh, and then he still says Josh, but it's fine. Yeah. It's J O S S, but it's totally fine. I'm never going to let it go because as, as long as I know that it bothers someone else, I'm never going to stop doing it. Never going to quit. All right. It doesn't no. bother me at all. I just think I it's can't funny. quit. Yeah, can't quit. Won't quit. Yeah, he. Uh, so there's the all sorts of all sorts of stories about Whedon's involvement and when he was brought in, and that he ended up hating it in the end. But you know, it just feels like nobody liked anything. Like for example, uh, when they got started, they were like, "We're going to save a ton of money. Why? Well, we got the Alien Queen models from the Cameron movie. We're going to use those." And they were like, "Sweet, that's great. Where are they?" And they went, "Oh shit, we can't find them." And then when they found the original molds. <laughs> They were beyond useful. They couldn't get yeah. the, the molds to work. So they ended up having to make uh, a life-size or get a life-size puppet, but they puppet, but they got it from the personal collection of an avid alien fan. So some yes. dude, some dude with his freaking maker oh, shit. Just, that's so awesome, great. Though. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty great. But like, this movie di- this movie just wanted to be made, whether or not us humans wanted it to happen or not. It just seemed like it's such a weird movie and how it ended up getting made and yeah. just everybody put everything into it. Usually when, you know, when people are hating something like this, it just, you know, it, it fails, it falters, but they didn't, yeah. they just kept yeah. pushing it across the line, man. And I'm, I'm saying I couldn't tell like usually right. when a movie has to be stitched together through a bunch of starts and stops and people who don't really, aren't really all there. Like you can tell you watch the movie and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, you could, you could see, you could see that the director wasn't even on, on set for some of this, mm-hmm. but no, 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 no. This was, this felt like a cohesive and like, mm-hmm. a, like purposeful movie from beginning to end to me. And, and again, like, like it's just, uh, it may, it may be that it's, it's held up well. And it may, it may be that it wasn't actually that good in 19, 19- 97 i don't i don't know mm. no i think you're right. right i think that that it does feel complete like uh, you know all the controversy around it i think is a lot of it has to do just with expectations like an alien franchise what? has certain expectations yeah. around it and everyone's gonna it had a very different had a very different tone mm. and i mean it it really did this one elevated uh humanity to to really new horrible points right i mean we the humans were really way over the top bad guys in this one you know it was kind of always a little bit on the edge on the other you know it was always outside forces yeah they take the uh riser the paul riser thing and really just kind of ramp it up for this one yeah yeah, everyone everyone's kind of a paul riser in this in a weird way yeah Yeah. and the thing about it is it worked for me because i knew how far flung they shot into the future with this because this is way down the line and it was already way down the line in three so they're, right. they're jumping, you know, they're jumping 50 years there. And then I don't know how long here. Did they Two, say 200 years? They okay. said she had been dead for 200. So 200 years, years yeah. is a lot of time. Yeah. And what that told me was that everyone's a grimy space pirate. And I'm into that stuff. Yeah. I like yeah, that yeah, stuff. So, so but it's me, actually the it's actually the one thing I wrote down. I didn't like mm. I, I didn't like that. It was set 200 years later and looks identical 
to the yeah. previous movies. Like I needed, I needed there to be some evolution of stuff. Like spaceships should look very, very different. And Come on. Whiskey cubes are the evolution. Right. Randy, I, yeah. Come on. Whiskey that, cubes. Like that, that actually felt like a regression to me. It the did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't they, why didn't they come up with something even more cool? <laughs> Right. I thought yeah. that I thought the whiskey cubes looked rad. I thought that was cool. I thought that I thought it feels Brit- like it feels like steps back from replicators. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's I the thing. The Maybe there's degression. Awesome. It's like to me, it's like a fantasy uh, universe. Fantasy universes don't have progression and evolution for the most part, unless someone's trying to get cheeky with it. But generally speaking, it's like. For a thousand years, the Lord of the Realm of Blah has done blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, they, they just are always sort like Star Wars. Star Wars is just always yeah. lightsabers and ships, and they all look the same, and everybody's the same. And But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we start in the first movie, in the future. The first movie is in the future, obviously. And then we skip uh, forward 80 years, and then a few months. But then now we've gone 100, 200 more years, so we're now, like, 300 years past the first movie which was in the future you know what i mean and like right. they could have they could have solved this whole problem of bringing ripley back using technology that's imaginary and magical you know instead of instead of this nonsense about cloning you know what that i mean cloning was the hot topic uh during that time and it, it it begged the question you know are you know what should we be doing with this and are we are we the bad guys or you know that was i i thought it was timely for mm-hmm. 1997. I thought it was perfect. I'm just saying by by this point we'd already had, you know, Star yeah. Trek. But Star the, Trek the question, had, been, had been showing us uh the idea of magic as technology for so right. long mm-hmm. that they could have just leaned on that and it wouldn't it would have mm-hmm. had fewer plot holes in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I think as as an artist uh I think that it, one thing you want to do is to incorporate modern questions of uh you know, conscious you know, you want to include that because you want to speak to people and we have fears and you're speaking to those fears. I think that was more what it was about. You maybe, know, what, what, maybe, maybe. I don't what know. What evil is in humanity if we if we do this? If anything, it felt like um, it felt like they were trying to say to me, hey, 200 years in the future, everything's yeah. just and, Mad Maxi as shit out here. Like we're just and, all and kind you know, of it's, wild. It's kind of it's kind of hard to say because in our modern time, like in our, our lifetimes, um, we have had we've seen quite the huge acceleration of technology and evolution of technology, whereas that hasn't always been the case. You know, like you know, if you go back 200 years and then you compare 200 years ago to 600 years ago, how many technology advances were there? Mm-hmm. It's not nothing like it is now. So we just assume exponentially we're going to keep moving forward, and it'll just continue to be. Yeah, you, you, like you, that you do peak pace. for a bit. You you hit the top of that curve, and then you yeah. stay there for a long yeah. time, and the tail's pretty long. So I'm yeah I was fine with all of that. I mean I don't think there there's not much here where like as far as social commentary goes. I mean I remember '97. I don't feel like anything here was super social commentary. It just felt like well just 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 the question of you know cloning was it was a kind of an easy drop in. Mm-hmm. I mean it was just it was it was easy, mm-hmm. and so they did. Yeah, and, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that was kind of the era for that. But uh, you know I I think one of the things we haven't talked about, and I just think she deserves a lot of credit here is you know truck of money or not she really oh. didn't phone this performance in and in fact no. her her blowing up that lab full of all her failed versions of her um yes. reminded me like oh yeah right she's oscar worthy every time she wants to be and she's very yeah, good yeah. in that time she's great in all of it but 
you know, her getting cocky with with Perlman. I totally mm-hmm. bought the that. Basketball thing. Yeah, love that. That yeah. is a fun scene. That's great. Her, I her love just superhuman smirk. Ripley. Yeah, she's great. Her yeah. smirk throughout the whole thing where she's just sort of smiling and knows more than anyone else and you know, isn't bothered by what's happening and her blood her blood is very convenient, by the way. Um but but yeah, uh, yeah. Which, uh, again, that was like a MacGuffin. I, I wanted there to be a lot more about that. Mm. And I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. So that like because okay, so the most memorable thing in the movie for me is her playing basketball for some reason. Oh, it's yeah. like the thing I am going scene. 30 years from now, if I never see this movie again, I will, I will remember that for some reason they had Ellen Ripley making shots. And, <laughs> and like, that was also, it was also the setting for some guys to like test her, right? Like yeah. they kind of come at her and you find out, Oh wow. She's like super strong. And this is the first time you really get that in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I like, I loved that scene and everything about it. But then when she bleeds, I'm like, huh? I okay. I need this to be serious. Uh, Chekhov's gun, and it's not. It's not yeah. at all. And it's inconsistent. Well, she still uses it. She uses it to like uh, blow the killer baby. I love, I love the door. Oh, they yeah, kill the baby, but also open a door, which I love. I love when say uh, or destroying the cables that go to a door makes it open. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. should just so not weird. open at all. What you don't, right. you don't, you don't have blinds at home, Ibit? Just uh, how you do it? I love that. That's a great trope because everybody does it. They all do it. Like, oh, if you break these wires, that'll open up the door. No, it, mm-hmm. in real life, it would just make it so now you have no options. You can't open anything. Right. That's funny. Right. But when she rips the uh, the sex toy tongue. Uh, monster out mouth of, out of uh, yeah. an alien's face to hand it to Winona Ryder. How come the blood on that thing isn't like, you know, splattering all over the yeah, place? Yeah, why isn't it acidic? It should yeah. be all acidic yeah. and making her burn. Um, it absolutely burn. should be. Yeah, that was right. weird. If you're going to have it drip through the vent and burn poor little wheelchair. But is she Frenchie. resistant to the, I'm assuming she is resistant. So if Winona Ryder had to handle it, but then she's also a synth anyway. So, I mean, like, ugh. well, yeah, resistant. Yeah. But I mean, there's yeah. also, you know, you're yanking that thing out. There should be a trail of smoking floor from right. uh, that well, all the way, right. leading all the way. And, to Winona But also Ryder. the synthetics were shown, they were alluding to the idea that these synthetics were ones that were created by other synthetics because right. the humans were Second stopping gym. this whole program. And they gave them more human traits, like feeling pain and yeah. being and more. They, you know, yeah, and, and, they, I have, and they used to have they used to have modems, but they detached them. I'm like, okay, we don't say modem anymore. <laughs> that little okay. mole modem thing that she was using that <laughs> yeah. was cool. I like that she was yeah. a mole and she had a mole that did a thing. Mole, like right, that. right. Yeah, that was I, awesome. I would really like to claim some scrutiny on this. Oh, point let's give you a little I, scrutiny I, here. Scrutiny. Go for it. Uh, how did Brad Dourif not expect that one of the aliens would kill another one and use its blood to get out? Like, how how did you overlook oh, that? Right. The Limited. whole right. I mean, the whole like even an alien like saying, "Oh, okay, well, I'll bite my finger off and then I can kind of just draw yeah. a little door on the floor." And, and yeah, get out. <laughs> how was that? Like, how were they in? In a confined space, yeah. it feels like How it was designed for them an to escape from. Scene. Imagine yeah. him just making a little circle with his little bent, his little finger, smiling yeah. at Brad Dorif as he does it. Whoop goes or, down his hole. Oh man! Or, or just pissing. Like like, don't they yeah. also piss acid? You would think. Like, well, just, okay. No, that's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> this is an is, this is an issue because uh, I don't think any other alien movies featured them spitting acid on people. I think they always right. have to cut yeah. them open. 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah you might be right. Yeah, so, so they did otherwise, I thought that otherwise was... the goo that is all over the place, the slime that they leave behind would also be right. acidic, right? That, Correct. Yeah. You pick up a gun and it's like got goo dripping off of it. Yeah, and their but constant drool and all that other stuff they're doing is non-acidic, but they're but then he spits on um CSI guy and now suddenly they can right. do that. That bugged me. That was a little Superman's yes. logo. Yes. I, I was too I was too busy trying to close caption the uh the alien conversation of of the one alien looking at the other going uh i'm gonna kill you now and use your blood to uh to make a hole in the floor and the other alien's like no you're not and he's like yes i am you're gonna (laughs) sacrifice it for the greater good Mm -hmm. no i'm not and then he rips his head off i wanted to see the closed caption what they were actually saying because they did they did seem like they were having yeah uh, Quite real extended. Talk yeah, they seemed like there was real, real, real talk, real words going on there. But I personally, now as much as I agree with you that Dorif and and science crew should have maybe thought of that, kept them separately, whatever the room, the room that's not affected by the 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 acid, because you can do that. There, right. There's materials that will resist acid, and you could make stuff up. But um, all of that aside, I did like the twist of it. I like the idea that, like, all right, guys, he's just going to keep pushing the snow button. So right. let's right. do yeah. a thing snow here. Button. It was, snow button. It was like they, because they knew they the knew Meister button. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's why it bothers me so much. They knew so much about these aliens and how to keep them they, in captivity that they had invented this entire cryo freezing, uh, you know, thing. And, and, and they'd installed it. Can you imagine the engineers right. working on that thing? Like, okay, what are they doing with this chamber? I don't yeah, know. No, right. now, <laughs> I, now I, now I did explain it all of it away in my head. Cause I kind of thought about it for a second. I was like, mm, I was like, okay, well that makes sense. The reason why they're having this long conversation is because even though they know the mechanics and the physical parts of the aliens, they don't understand how they actually operate and communicate. And as humans, you wouldn't assume that if you had a couple of humans in a cell, you wouldn't assume one's going to rip his head head off of one and then make a hole in the floor because you just think you're putting your human ideas of how things would be. Oh, no, I, I, I totally, yeah, I, totally I agree, agree, but they have, yeah. they, you have to account for the that's acid. That's the short-sightedness of humans. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I, I know enough about dogs that I wouldn't make uh, one of the walls of my dog's cage out of meat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Right, right. But I mean, you wouldn't, but you, you have enough uh, experience with behavior of dogs that you know how they would behave. It was, it's not theoretical. Whereas the alien's behavior will be theoretical. I think that's I the only thing through they this didn't cage understand. Because a wall made out of meat. <laughs> I can see right. that. Uh, meat, meat, meat. meat. <laughs> is it actually a floor made out of meat? Why are you making me defend this idea? Stop <laughs> it. My dog would just be rolling around on the <laughs> yeah. floor. On the meat right. floor. Meat floor. Meat floor. Yeah. Nothing like a good meat floor. Um, yeah. It's, a, uh, you know, you can get all nitpicky, but watching Dorif, I think too early, but watching Dorif right. get sucked down with the hand through the hole was a great moment. Uh, yes. I think having him go completely nutsoid in the end and being in the nesting and yeah. narrating what oh, he's seeing. Haunting. What a pretty baby. Yeah. And, and he has to be there for that, for the audience, right? Yeah. To be able to say, oh, well, that's your baby and your baby loves you and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it's brilliant. I thought that stuff was great. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it could have gone so wrong. Yeah. Like you could have been mad at the movie for – Oh, like over describing for for like this blatant use of of, uh, you know, character as narrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, man, because he's so creepy. He's like so a, weird. It could have been like a Bob Hart or Bob Newhart phone. One one person phone call, you know, where he has to sort of say everything yeah. the other person <laughs> is saying. And, and I hate when things are over described like that. But by having him 
as psychopathic trapped in this thing narrator who's still just so enamored with the the playing god stuff that yeah, right. he just, so my fi- my oh, final so brad if i promise I my him. question is who, love him. who uh, uh, above him is the greatest actor that you don't trust in real life because they've been <laughs> so because... creepy in so many roles <laughs> christopher walken that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, really? Totally. Oh, I went and turned my back on that guy. Never. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Uh, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about Dan Hadaya, but Brian, I, don't, I, could, I couldn't trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick Tortelli. Never trust Nick Tortelli. Yeah, I, um, I couldn't oh, trust yeah, Nick yeah, Tortelli. Maybe, maybe. Um, oh, but geez. I'm asking you to name someone like more famous and and Jared Leto. No, Jared higher. Leto. Maybe. Oh. How about how about Jared Bean? Leto's a good one. How about Bean Fork? Um, what's his real name? Oh yeah, he's never yeah. trustworthy. I don't can't think of his name though. Um, ah, crap. Four ten to Yuma or three ten to three. I, I did daylight savings for three ten to Yuma. Three ten to Yuma has him in it. Let's see if I can just find his name real quick so I don't. We have some like resolution here, and shit, it's taking forever to find. Uh, Great. Kevin Durant. There we go, Kevin Durant. That guy. Oh, and then I had, the, up, seen... I had to look up Blob X Men. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that is also, Kim uh, Kim Coates. I think Kim Coates is very untrustworthy looking. That dude. Oh, mm. Kim Coates. That's another one. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. I want to offer Anthony Hopkins. Oh, uh, really? Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's got lots of old man he, nice. Because stuff. he did. He did the most self damage with the fewest roles of a creepy guy. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like it only took a few. Mm. Uh, where he was a creepy guy and i just like uh, for forever i can't see like even in roles where like like i really like that movie meet joe black and anthony hopkins there's just something about him i'm just like any moment i'm just expecting to find out he's a cannibal or something you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you need to see me wrong what is it? the father it's the one recent one where he's uh plays a dad with alzheimer's oh the father really, really, yeah it is the, yeah, father. the father. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah it is the father how was that, that was, really good. Good. How was that i meant to see that i never did is that good? Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Yeah, it's, okay. It was a uh, um, just with the Alzheimer's we had in our family. It's a difficult watch, but it's a really it's rewarding. Okay, like okay. I, I had a hard time with Anthony Hopkins in the Thor movies as Odin because I just like I don't trust the guy for some reason. He's he did such a good job of being a creep previously. Is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, he has ways. I always forget he's the main dude in. Um, uh, freaking! Uh, now I can't think of the damn thing. Old old movie. Uh, oh oh no! You know what? I'm mixing him up with Ian Holm. Never mind. Which brings oh, us back to even Alien. close. <laughs> yeah, Ian Holm. Ian Holm is a possible one too. I yeah, mean, I know Ian Holm's pretty uh, creepy. Baggins, but uh, but when you see him uh, in like you know Fifth Element, you want to just hug him and he's nice. On the uh, the female side of things, what about Sarah Silverman? Would you oh, trust Sarah yeah, Silverman? I wouldn't trust her. No. Yeah, since she no was, way, man. She was uh, her episode of Crashing just made me love her so much because mm. it's just this, it's just this like look into her life at home. Yeah, yeah. And it, she's just like, like I, I don't know. I, I realize it's a TV show. It's not like <laughs> it wasn't a biography. But I just like I, I really felt like I wanted to, you know, be her neighbor or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, Mark Duplass. Ah, uh, yeah. He's uh-huh. creepy. Oh, oh. Sar- Scars, Sars, Sars guard. Which one? Uh, not the Any brothers. Not the not that one. Side, those guys. The They're dope fine. sick Scars, Sars guard. Yeah, the, uh, the, Peter, the, the one Peter, 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 Peter Sars guard. Yeah. The, the Garden State. Yeah. Peter yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the, the when you first see him in Garden State, he's he's literally playing a grave robber. And he just, he looks at you, he looks at the camera like he's so freaking evil. Yeah. He's, and he's <laughs> just guy. never anything but creepy to me, even in the movies where he's not supposed yeah, you to. Gotta, even when he's a good guy and dope sick, he's still like, oh man, I don't think I'd trust that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen his wiener, and that was enough for me. I didn't want oh. to see it. Oh, speaking well, of seeing wieners, we didn't see. Uh, Jean Pierre's wiener that he wanted to include in the baby alien. Oh yeah, yeah. they digitally right. removed it, right? They CGI'd yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice. yeah Wait, by the way, way to bring it back. I don't know yeah. how you were Welcome. looking for a little for <laughs> yeah. like a tendon to yeah. pull on. <laughs> well, and and the first the first uh, so like body that we see is of Ripley being grown, right? Mm-hmm. The clone right, of Ripley right. being yeah. grown. We see hairless. We, we see like a transition stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where she's like half size, and uh, they, you know, they make it so that you know, cleverly cover the the what is it the that's the Hollywood nudity where you know yeah. a, a woman's body is just perfectly covered, but like mm-hmm. you see you you see full frontal like uh, down below the front butt, and it's not at all like there's nothing to see there. No, it it's looks like, like a mannequin. It's like it's a mannequin yeah. yeah, it's Barbie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, not but yeah, the, so I, then when they gave the baby, it says in the trivia that it's a combination of male and female genitalia yeah, you, and the studio. If you look at the picture at on Wikipedia and I, I put it in the Discord as well, I mean it literally is it's like a, a penis that lays over top of a vagina that's huge. Oh my huge. lord. What is that really what it looked like? That's what it that's what it looks like if right. you take away the CG oh, away from geez. it. Jeez. I'm not look gonna say flower. that. I'm gonna say maybe I w- I'm for for removing it. That's <laughs> yeah. gnarly, dude. Blech. I, I yeah. think I would. I'm. I think would have been better with it. Also, that posture. <laughs> How come we didn't see that posture walking around? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's such a hip thrust. It's such a hip thrust on it. It's like, it looks like an elderly person. It's an elderly yeah. person getting up out of a chair, reaching for their walker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> I don't like that at all. That is a bothersome uh, image there. <laughs> Never going to get that out of my head now. Thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, I wish Sigourney Weaver could have come face to uh, to genitalia with that one, like in the <laughs> previous movies, whereas alien face to alien. Oh, oh, who's yeah. a big face. boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I, did, I was happy they they stuck mostly with practical in this movie and didn't do too yeah. much CG. They had some uh, when they were swimming, for example. It looked good still. looked fine. You know, like the three looked real bad. Was and really good. Apparently, yeah. was the first thing they did all together as a cast. Like in the filming, right. they they did that first because they needed to do some training for it. So, like they mm-hmm. apparently spent weeks swimming together in a right, swimming right. pool <laughs> to learn how to dive and and go. What a great bonding like, experience. Yeah. Well, like you don't want to kill your actors, right? Like, but they were asking right. for them to dive down and swim under things where they could drown. If they, yeah. you know, and apparently Winona Ryder was like not gonna do it. She had yeah. a panic attack. She had a traumatic event at twelve. Yeah, uh, with yeah. with uh, yeah with drowning. Yeah. No, probably don't Tim do Burton. Right. Tim Burton did some it's, shit. You never know. Don't it trust came out really good. That scene, oh, I think that whole best scene, scene. Yeah, best scene in the film for me. I think is that whole most one of the most because, memorable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and because you don't even think for the first three movies, you don't even think about how these things would move, how the xenomorphs would move in water. But man, it's like as menacing oh. as they are in yeah. in hallways and uh, ventilator shafts and things like that. My God, water yeah. seems to be their could 
Good on the director who uh, storyboarded yeah. all this out with, uh, I don't know if he actually did the artwork or not, but storyboarded all this stuff out with uh, visuals and dialogue. And he got an amazing shot. It, it really pieced everything together. Sigourney Weaver weaving her head back and forth uh, like the alien swims was just such a, it was oh. such a beautiful telling yeah, that moment. Was cool. Yeah, there were there were a bunch of things like I didn't want to like the story of her being part alien. I just right. didn't. I, 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 I was just like, I wish they'd done something else here. I was gritting my teeth. But then uh, it's she's only, you know, she's only ever really revealed to be like 10 percent alien. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Just, just right. enough she's to not, have the instincts, a little bit of strength, a little bit of not even full yeah. acid blood, just enough to make a little hole in things, you know. Mm-hmm. Stuff and it, like take, it took eight times to get that right, man, because they really because it wasn't it wasn't like they were incrementally getting better. They just like got lucky yeah. because seven was not even close no, no. to uh, to the perfection that we we ended up with. with no, eight. not even. Uh, she, by the way, uh, Ron Perlman almost died in that water stuff. He uh, I guess he bonked his head on a on a sprinkler thing in the in the set. <laughs> How could he not? And he, you see he's his noggin? so big. <laughs> and he uh, it passed him right out and the crew had to save him. But he was like sinking and like breathing water right. and stuff. So, yeah, we almost oh, lost. We need to talk about Perlman. what gross Scott out while we're talking about. Uh, oh, big easy hit. answer. Easy. So let's see if you guys can get it. Hold on. Let me play the thing. This is so easy. Now, gross. I guess shoulders. <laughs> no, it is not. Although it was on the list. Was, I made a list. That's and a practical then I effect, it down. by the way. That is no CGI. <laughs> now, I, Every I hair was rendered. Anyway, yeah. Right. Go ahead. No, I think it happened pretty early on because uh, the, the, the company, um, Blue Sky Studios, who did uh, Joe's apartment. Do you remember the CGI cockroaches in that thing? Yeah. 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 And so I think that in the very beginning, I think no, see, they got to hold on back up though. Theatrical didn't right. have that scene. That was all. Yeah, in that, that was. Oh, it didn't. No, that was. I put that in our Discord. That's from. Uh, well, then it grossed me. That's out. not even I in the special back. edition. That's like really alternate opening titles that squish and yeah. So f- for people out there who haven't seen it, the opening titles that we get is like Funhouse Mirror, looking at alien throbbing stuff. Yeah, right. It's, I, Really, I think it's Funhouse Mirror looking at the um, the baby alien. Just yeah, but it's, it's okay. It, it, it's a, it frustrated me because it's several different things. Yeah, and you, it it's not like one cohesive. Oh, we're just zoomed way way in. Yeah, on that's the idea. Face. That's the idea. They want you to feel like, yeah. oh man, this has got unsure awry. of what you're looking at. Yeah. Now the the deleted opening title sequence is a close-up of what you think are the alien teeth like gnashing yes. the silver teeth yeah. and then it pans back and it's the worst cgi little bug crawling yes. around on the dashboard of a ship which a dude a soldier smashes one of the one of the uh, army guys smashes with his finger and then looks at it for like three minutes before he yes. puts it in the straw of the drink he's drinking yeah and then blows it at the window yeah. which means yeah. his lips had to touch yes. the edge of the straw where he scraped that bug off yes. of. Uh, yeah, it's and gross. It, was, it reminded me so much of like a Men in Black moment. I yeah. I really liked it. I hate that. You I liked hate it? You guys didn't see it. I, I hated hate that, that stupid thing. Yeah, I think I'm glad it wasn't in the theatrical because that seems dumb. <laughs> but I will say, uh, so that is incorrect. It happened much later <laughs> in the film, and uh, I'll just tell you what it was. Unless anyone has a guess. Anyone okay, a guess? I got one more guess. All right. When when caught rubbing feet? Nope. 
totally fine. All right. Oh fine. yeah, fine. I forgot about the foot rubbing. I mean, yeah, if your feet well, are clean, who gives a shit? It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I don't have a foot. Oh, those those feet aren't clean. She's, been she's a very attractive about. woman for the few seconds that we see her in the film. Yeah, she's not around. Yeah. Boy, is she useless. Yeah, that was a very temporary. Oh, Kim Flowers is is oh, no, she's Actually, great, but she you know. Yeah, she, she did was, have a pretty good moment when, and this is what I hated about them killing Michael Wincott's character so early is, you know, she was in a relationship, a physical relationship with, uh, with Hillard, Captain, Kim yeah, Flowers. Hillard. Uh-huh. And so she, uh, but she, she shows like a really emotional breakdown right before she gets into the water. Kind yeah. Of, you know, had they, yeah, had they decided yeah. to, exp, you know, have more characterization with her, she could have been great, right. but for whatever reason that. I don't know if this is cutting room floor stuff, but she just got left in the wind. That character, she's right. almost yeah, chick she in the bucket. Although I have her almost one later, but um, well, she right. kind of is because she's taken away with from the, with the alien, but you never really see her her final end. You know, there's like no blood in the water. That's what I was expecting, but that didn't happen. Yeah. So now, I'll tell you now, just just get it out of the way. Uh, worm tongue lip in the window is is on the list, but oh, not the ultimate sure. one. That's not the <laughs> it's not the master gross. So I'll give you. I'll tell you what it is. It's gross. It, uh, yeah, what really it grossed me out. Sigourney Weaver had to grab a hold of and hold on to his tongue. He, yes. Oh, I got you. Ron, Talking Pearl, about Ron, Perlman. Perlman's, Ron tongue. Perlman's actual yeah. tongue. Yes. That is foul. <laughs> that is so gross to me that she had to reach in his mouth and he had to let her and, and he and she's and she's holding that tongue, dude. This isn't like yeah. some fake. Well, it's not the only time she pulls something out of someone's mouth like she like this is apparently what she likes to do yeah. well it's for souvenirs yeah yeah she yeah. likes to have souvenirs that's true i didn't even think of that but but there it is i just put the gif in our thing she look at that actually Grabs i think you just it? sent it just to me i think you need to go oh well, i'm in the wrong group thing. sorry i'm a dumbass uh let me put that in here okay here it is so she's she literally reaches into that big maw of his and has to hold that f. Oh gosh, it's so and, gross. And, <laughs> and he inexplicably keeps his mouth open. You would right you would just for the whole thing. Yeah, it's not that hard for him to close his mouth. Especially God bless. She kind of relaxes her grip enough. You can see her moving yeah, her hand. You can see it. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just. I wonder. Awful. I wonder what kind of dental device he has in his mouth to keep his None. jaw open like that. No, that's that it's is like, Ron Perlman, a one hundred percent man. I'm telling yeah, you, he's. I yeah. love him. He is unique looking. I love it. He's one of the weirdest dudes ever. I to love do it anything. though. He's made a whole entire career out of that. I God bless him. Yeah, he's great. I remember watching him when my mom was really into that uh, Beauty and the Beauty Beast and the thing. Beast. Man, yes, and he sure. was. She, it was him and Linda, not Linda Carter. Um, Hamilton, Linda Hamilton, Hamilton, Linda Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. And she loved that. And there was a show that had to be on every time there was a new episode. And I remember thinking, uh, boy, that guy sure is ugly. Romance novel uh, fantasy. Oh, it was dragging. It was not good. But yeah. hey, It whatever. was okay. I mean, yeah. the Beast was living in the sewers of New York, right? Wasn't that the deal? Yeah, it was a modern yeah. take kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And, fam- and, and famously, uh, Ron Perlman almost ruined the hardest shot to get in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? You, yeah. you all read that? Yeah, 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 that. yeah it did. Yeah. It was the uh, basketball shot, right? Uh, uh, trying yeah. to get it in in one single shot. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, after hours of trying, uh, she finally gets it, and Ron Perlman freaks out, loses his shit, and jumps right. in front of the shot. He does his own YouTube reaction video right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was weird. Um, if I had only other one other complaint, I feel like this is normally something I would like Ron Perlman to do, but him. 
fighting off an alien, doing all they can, losing another guy, everything else, and he finally pulls himself up. There's a spider there, and he shoots the spider. I don't know oh, why yes. that bugged me. I sh- I should have oh, liked it. Really? really? I kind of like it. I like that I it's supposed it. to be yeah. he's he's, uh, he's not afraid up. of all of these xenomorphs and all that stuff. But, yeah. boy, you put a little spider in front of him, and he freaks out. Well, he, oh. He's jacked up, right? I mean, he's With- like... With one exception, I love that scene. I absolutely love that scene. It's so fun. It's typical Joss Whedon, right? Yeah. yeah. Except earlier in the movie, we were told to be worried about shooting inside the ship. Yeah. Like oh. shooting, twice, shooting could kill us all. Twice. They, yeah. they even, they, they definitely were, were playing that, right? Because they kept saying, uh, they said a few times that we got to be careful that we don't, you know, shoot this, we're shooting here. Somebody's going to do is what they said. So I kept waiting for it. You Never know what happened. I got? You know what I found refreshing as opposed to three? Is that all the men in this scenario where they've got these two women, one maybe a robot, but you know whatever? Uh, they're not I'm all ra- they're not all rapey about it. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I, that, I just that, I like that. I like I like I that you're like forcing were, that down my throat. Perlman was a little bit though, right? Yeah. I mean, his you know, hey, I get I have his, some other indoor activities we can. Oh, first yeah. thing first thing he says about call is that she's uh, you know uh, oh sexually sexable, sexable. yeah. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there was some of that. Oh, actually, yeah, and no, I take that back. It wasn't Perlman. There was another deleted scene where the captain dude, uh, what's his face? Uh, <laughs> I'm Captain uh, Dude. Elgin is uh, um, talking to Hadaya when he does the whiskey cube. They that yes. they cut half of that scene off, and it's them going on about how effable uh, oh, Call yeah. is. Lame. Lame. Mm. All right. That's well, never they mind. Until they found out she was an android. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never mind. The movie's now. Where are you going to stick it now in that <laughs> that mole hole? I don't think so. The mole hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also like a thing where uh, religion's still somehow involved. So when they go into that room with the yeah. big metal cross, I go, "Oh yeah." In the future, there's still going to be you know somebody somewhere is going to be having a cross. Yeah. I mean, I think this. Yeah. Shit. I mean. We've had we've had religion for what at least we've had at least two thousand years. So why would we? Why would a in such a short time? That. Yeah, like I, like I said, for all least, recorded time, man has right. had this. So why would it stop in the stars? Probably won't. I just find that a fascinating right. uh, thing. I think that's really yeah. interesting when they when they I mess around with that. And I like kind of. I mean, three kind of had their own little uh, prisons. It wasn't religion, but they were adhering to a code and. You yeah, know, and yeah. that was more important than everything else. And they were brothers. And, you know, you, you just see these little remnants of that. And I think when you mix that in with sci-fi, um, The Expanse does this really well. I think it's really interesting. I'd, I'd well, like and, more and also Joss Whedon just has sex on the brain in everything he writes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like he just, this is, he's, he's such a horny, horny. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's it's obvious. Totally. Like I, you, you could see all of the beginnings of a bunch of stuff here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he made such a tight, sexy blue suit on Captain America and the Avengers. <laughs> I, I did like costume. how they shot. Okay, so this all uh, day, right? <laughs> I don't know who Jean Pierre had for the cinematographer. That's right, I said cinematographer, yeah. cinematographer. Yeah. Uh, but he, they, they did some <laughs> really cinematographer. cinematographer working with Josh Whedon. Got it. Okay, keep right. Going. Josh yeah. Whedon wasn't even. Yeah, that's right. Josh, Josh is not even here. Yeah, Josh. but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I, I liked I liked some of the uh, the takes. It felt very much like a, a almost like a foreign film in parts because yeah. you know it, it, most of the time when you see um, a character kind of off center, uh, a lot of times they'll be more often than not on the left hand side of the screen. We had a lot of times where it was on the right hand side of the screen where the characters were framed, and even in the center sometimes. Um, 
So visually, this this film is is really interesting to me. It it, it was a yeah. lot brighter than that, the other uh, uh, Alien movies. Mm-hmm. That cinematographer was Darius Kanji, who right. presumably spoke French. Um, we've previously seen his work in Panic Room and in Seven, mm. se- the that movie Seven. Oh. Right. I can oh, feel that. okay. Yeah. There was a. Oh, that's interesting. There was a there 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 was kind of a Finchian quality to it. Not quite mm-hmm. like the third movie, which literally was David Fincher. Speaking of Seven, uh, our dude, uh, we really haven't even talked about the the civilian with the alien inside him, Purvis. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, that guy, dude! Oh, my gosh, that guy. He's here again, and he's doing exactly what he always does. Right, so and great. yeah, in Seven, he's the dude in the massage parlor with a thing on his unit. Going, doing that, and here he is doing it again. I love that guy. Poor man, Scott Bakula, Leland Orser. Yeah, Leland Orser, and he such a great shot there. Where where we've we've also established a couple of things too. We've established that with the alien inside of you, you have a little bit of superhuman strength as well, because he he does some things even though he's getting he's getting nailed, getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, he, keeps on, he keeps on going. He just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he's able to, that scene was just fantastic. I, and, I and once again, another ugly MFer. like this guy, <laughs> this guy is hard to look at, but you can't I look say away. chiseled. I think he's better looking in the movie than he is in his IMDb photo. That is not a good IMDb photo. He's, a, he's chiseled. I like it. I, he looks, he looks, I don't know. I like he, he looks old school. He looks he like looks a poor like, man Scott Bakula in that. Uh, I don't think he looks like I can see Scott Bakula, but he he exudes more of an old school, old Hollywood uh, kind of cop or something in that picture. He just he's yeah. just really he's really. I don't know. It looks like a face blinder a little hard. bit. In little that bit. Photo. Yeah. But this is the literally IMDb what he photo. does. This is literally what he does for a living. Is is the guy that goes? What's inside me? What's inside me? What's inside me? <laughs> He does that. What's that, on my penis? Yeah, that is exactly his thing across the board, and I love him. For, like I, when I saw yeah. him, I went, "Oh right, you're in this," and I got all excited. I think that guy's great. Yes. Nothing wrong. Uh, with that. He was in an episode of the X Files called Firewalker, and I wonder if he was doing Firewalker. that. Uh, everyone is acting strangely in a smoldering hot volcano. Yeah, so he probably does that same thing. In that now, does that say too. Molder? Or does that say Smolder? Smolder. Ah! Oh, Scully and Mulder uh, fanfic. Mm. Smolder. Uh, his second his second job ever in acting was as a waiter in uh, the Golden Girls in an episode in 91. So, oh. Very busy guy. So did he, did he still working today. Blanche in that one? Or is that, I don't know do that what that was time. going on there. He's in, um, right. let's see, there's a new American Gigolo series he was, coming. Uh, He's in that. Ray Don- yeah, that, yeah, that's a good one. Um, what's this? Oh, uh, where is it? De- not the Devil's Candy. Is it the one I'm thinking of? Devil's Candy? That was a cool mm, movie. The Devil's Candy. He has such great candy. Trick or treat. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Embry or Ethan Embry movie. I I like Devil's Candy. Anyway, he was a doctor for a while in uh, ER. You didn't, did you mention the ER? No, no, I didn't know that he was a doctor. Oh wow. Oh yeah, look yeah. at that. Lots of them. Sixty-one oh, episodes. Or no, just found. He looks like uh, a doctor. Yeah. Oh, he was in very bad things with like the whole you know Christian oh, Slater, Jeremy oh, Piven, John yes. Favreau, Daniel Stern. Is that the one where Piven killed a girl That's in right. the bathroom at a hotel? Yes. Okay. And they all have to help cover it up. Yeah. They were all like, yeah. "We should make a Pulp Fiction like movie. Let's make one." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Directed by Peter Berg. Peter Berg. Peter Berg. Friday Night but, Lights uh, own Peter Berg. 
Um, all Before right. we leave IMDb, I just want to call your attention to the IMDb profile of the week, maybe the month. Uh, there's a there's a guy in here named Alex Laurie, way down the cast oh, list. Yeah. Alex Laurie, you got to click on his profile. There's two things going on here. One, his profile picture on IMDb is a uh, is a really terrible angle with the wrong lens for the shot, mm. and it makes him look like um like a <laughs> like a wax midget statue i don't know what the i don't know what's going on there I'm looking. Yeah, the legs, right the legs are are uh, a quarter of the size of the torso yeah yeah, yeah. and then his bio is the most ridiculous thing i have to read you a sentence from the beginning of his bio alex Laurie caused an international sensation with his portrayal of a sleeper that gave birth to a baby alien in uh, alien resurrection I'm sorry. <laughs> he caused an internet. I didn't see that. Oh, this, movie. this has to be. Did you see Alex Law? It's totally pulling the pulling our leg. <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta put something right. Yeah. Now you know you say that. However, this film did way better internationally, and maybe people were looking for somebody. You know, and maybe this internationally, well, we can't see it here in the U.S. Like, mm. there's nobody who's saying, "Wow, you know that that was uh, that was the best part of the whole movie." Was that? <laughs> that sleeper I know. that stunt guy who we see give birth no no maybe maybe yeah. he's the equivalent of the internet meme yeah. of going viral in 1997 just outside the US and we didn't have any connection to it I just love yeah. that that guy was like I, I'm gonna die anyway I'm breathing hard this thing's about to come out of me I'm doing that face I do in every movie I'm in uh, I'm going to have the wherewithal yeah. to walk toward the guns get shot multiple times not slow me down Grab Doctor Hoo-ha, put yeah. it down in front of me, make sure his yeah. head is perpendicular to my chest, and scene. I love like, that. Oh. Like I said, the fact that they 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 are basically saying he's got superhuman alien yeah. strength. He's if, if there's like a like a moment where you can just add this superhuman strength. I, I actually yeah. like that. Add and that I just want to say, if mm. we did ad lib titles for episodes of Film Sack, I would be suggesting grab Doctor Hoo-ha as the grab title. Doctor Hoo-ha. <laughs> And shove it straight through his head. My favorite BBC long-running television show. Um, <laughs> can you ever have a better IMDb photo, though, in a movie that has Brad Dourif than Brad Dourif's IMDb photo? Every yeah, that's great. Right. I love it. Yeah, so classic. Yeah, We've talked about this before. He's in a barbershop quartet or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It's from. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. He's, um, well, he's in a lot of – he's busy. What? Is, They're making yeah. a Herbert West reanimator. He's playing a Dr. new Wayne. reanimator. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is the, is the is the barbershop quartet picture from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Oh, might be. He was great in that. Was that black and white? Uh, I don't know. No, ragtime. The movie was not black and white, but the Rag stills time. lots of times used to be. They used to. Yeah, when they used to do photo stills for for um, promotion and stuff, it used to always black. black You're right, which I know was super popular when I was a kid. Like that was, uh, but I never never ended up seeing it. Ragtime loved was it. huge. My ragtime. parents loved it. Oh, That's ragtime. all they talked yeah, about. Yeah, that was their that was it their was thing. huge. I mean, it wasn't. I think it won Academy Awards or something, or at least was nominated. So he's uh, he was Peter DeVries in uh, Dune, the original Dune, which is the character that Das Malchain, however you say his name, is in the new one. <laughs> <laughs> and they boy they sure gave him a lot more to say in the old one than the new guy what's, got to say in the new one so what's his what's his line what? in dune um brad durf's he is the a, first one i don't think the line is in this new no one. it's not but it's a famous famous line. hey who controls the spice controls the universe no be. i know that's a different guy yeah but they're <laughs> there's they are a lot more talky in the book i've been reading the book and and that that assistant dude and and uh the baron are constantly yapping they're always talking mm. so 
I don't know oh, why the they Baron's chose it. always yapping it up. Yeah, and this new in the new movie, the I think in some ways I like it better that it's a little understated. But then I also like that D- Dast Malchain guy. I would like to have more of him. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Did you find it, Randy? He was in the. Oh, I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, imagine if it's popular, it's going to be in quotes, right? I'm looking. There's a lot of Peter DeVries quotes in the first two. Wow, I'm kidding. Such a dumb sci-fi name. Uh, Hi, I'm Peter DeVries. (laughs) Are you selling insurance or what are you? you? Frank Herbert knew a dude named Peter DeVries and just said, all right, I'll put you in my book. Yeah, I I mean, at least he spelled it P-I-R-T-E-R. That's at least a little alien, but the DeVries part, like no one's named DeVries in space. DeVries. So dumb. He did that a lot. That's the company that comes and sells class rings to you and, uh, your senior year, <laughs> yeah, but they're like a lot of dumb names, like the 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 needle that gets held up next to uh, to Paul's neck. Also, this name is Paul, and that's stupid. But anyway, when he holds the thing up to his neck, it's called like the the potato vigurious or some name. It's like this ridiculous <laughs> name, and they're just bad. So Frank Herbert, I know, rest your soul. I wish you could rewrite some of those names. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny that you know he. He couldn't come up with better names than names like Peter and Paul right out of the Bible, <laughs> while at the same time coming up with a character named Duncan Idaho. Yeah, Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Duncan Idaho. If you have somebody who's never read those books or has any you know connection to Dune, and you tell them that this character is named Duncan Idaho, they all look at you funny. They're like, I'm uh, sorry, what? That's Like, the name Duke Leto Atreides is one of the greatest names ever written yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had some of that right, and then some of it. Some of it was not right. It's like, what's your name? My name's Jim, and I'm in space. And I'm Jim. <laughs> I'm Jim from space. <laughs> Jim from space. Space uh, Jim. All right, I'm going to do some... some. Uh, we should do some clips. Clips, clips, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did want to... Sorry, real quick. Grab a bucket. I'm going to give chick of the bucket to the scientist ladies from the early part of the movie who never showed up again. Oh, yeah. Right. They were there. They looked We, we had to out. figure they were on the... Uh, Skate ship the, pod. The skate pod that... Uh, that made it. Yeah. Or didn't make it, the one oh. that had the grenade in it. God, oh, I right. love that grenade scene though. I did yeah. that was just so much fun. Those military guys hitting the hitting the ladders and flying down in, you know, zipping down in there and then then throwing the grenade and it bouncing around ding, as ding, the door closes. Just as the door closes. Yeah, that was so good. pretty good. I, was I, good. I like to think that somewhere on some planet somewhere, uh King Christie sits with his dual pistols and it has a couple of nurse ladies on each yes. side of him. That's what I think happened there. Well, it's it's the movie is hell bent on there being only two women and one of them's not even a, a person right like one of them you know what i mean like well, the movie may show you some women early on but it gets rid of them as fast as possible yes but you got to go any waiver yeah what she's, else do you need she's alien lady matter of fact and get rid of the rest of the cast entirely just the sigourney weaver <laughs> show yeah welcome to the sigourney weaver show y'all need a little help i mean we all do i'm not just you me i everybody needs a little bit of help and uh, if you're looking to be able to connect in a safe and private online environment with real professionals that are assessed just for your needs so that you can get licensed therapists that are, you know, there just for you, never having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, well, great. Just decide kind of what interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals and you're, you know, you're, you're in a, the beginnings of, of a great relationship. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and they make it super, super simple to change counselors if that ever needs to happen. And it's available for clients worldwide. Everything you share is confidential. Whether you're dealing with depression or family conflicts, 
self-esteem issues, trauma, sleeping stuff, stress, anxiety, whatever it might be, they are there for you. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash filmsack and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash filmsack for 10% off your first month. All right, here's uh, uh, clips. Here's some clips, all right? Uh, these are clips I captured from this film. And uh, I'll give you uh, this first one, which uh, starts with... How's the- oh, whoops, I don't know why that played. Uh, this is called, um, uh, what the hell happened there? Hold on. She's How's the host? That's an interesting title. Okay, let me do that again. That's something left up there. All right, here we go. Troll. It's called, How's the Hose? Oh, I don't know what it is. I'm just playing it. How's the host? Doing well. Oh, I wrote hose. I meant host. Oh, how's the host? <laughs> Why did I write hose? <laughs> hey, baby. The host. Well, we're taking it out via CGI. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, voice of Chucky. She's operating at a completely adult capacity. He's so weird. I yeah. love him. Just love him. Uh, Nick Tortelli's first lines are close to it. Wait a second. It has memories. Why does it have memories? He just full Nick Tortelli. <laughs> yeah. it memories. It has memories. Memories. And there's somebody, there's something else that he reminds me of there, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Uh, let's see. I, uh, like a different actor, you mean, right? Yeah, somebody help me. Like a, a really famous portrayal that he is just like spot on. Wait a second. It has memories. Why does it have memories? Why is that familiar? You're right. There's yeah, something familiar. There's something very I, and familiar I, and you know, I always say Jerry Stiller, right? And it's not, not but no. it's that's. You it's always say patient. Jerry Stiller. <laughs> I love that idea that you always say Jerry Stiller. Because it's a really down. When you do that pacing, that that over enunciation, you know, like mm-hmm. it just it yeah. feels exactly like that oh, serenity that guy, now. He was great. All right. Uh, I love this guy I wrote. Tom, you enjoy some of the general's hospitality, Christy. Great. Army food. Yeah. Uh, Doodle, we get the family wagon up to spec, I reckon. How'd that guy get that voice? His voice, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want him to read me stories at night and just like... <laughs> ASMR on Twitch. I'd listen to that channel all day. He's great. Uh, Ape sounds made by Ron Perlman. All right, there's some of it. That's a he actually did pretty good. If that was him doing it, it was actually pretty good. Seems like it was him. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was coming him. coming out of his mouth. Ugh, starting to gross me out. All right, uh, son of a bitch. Jonah, you son of a bitch. We haven't talked about little wheelchair guy much. Little French actor. Yeah. Uh, oh, Reese. and he's he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reese's. Yeah, it's such an odd, odd-looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Reese's. What? What? Vries, right? Just Reese. Yeah. Vries, Vries? But it, it, oh. it, everybody calls but, him Reese or something, but, but it's supposed to be Vries. Uh, and yeah. Brian just can't say Reese. It's Reese's. That's right. Reese's. Reese's. That explains a lot. He was almost pieces, but he lived. He made it. He was. Well he, done to yeah, him. He did good. He couldn't fly the ship, but hey, why not? He was one of those tropes where you were sure his little fight there was the end and he was going to be dead after getting dripped on. Yeah. But then there, there he was with his finger. Ready Not to according to off. Josh. Mm-mm. Josh. Can do All something right. different. Here comes. Joss. Mon- <laughs> Here comes some more monkey voices from or monkey noises from Ron Perlman. <laughs> All right. That's good. Good job. Uh, Tuco. A lot, of, a lot of play out of that. Here's Pretty some good. Tuco. And this, this is how I hear Tuco in my head from breaking bad is this voice that, that that actor does. Here you go. 
that. That's great. He's in a really shitty new show that's like a procedural uh, drama thing where it's like cops and stuff. I forgot the name of it. Special Hmm. crimes or something. Anyway, it's not good. It's it's one of those thrown together, made for your mother kind of garbage, you know, CSI wannabe kind of shows. But he's in it, plays one of the main detectives. And every time he's on screen, it's good. As soon as he's off screen, that's a bad show. Something about him. He's great. I love that guy. I just I love yeah. that his, I love that he gets these names mm-hmm. like he's DeStefano here and when we we saw him in Under Siege he was Ramirez yeah. and when we saw him in The Rock he was Sergeant Rojas yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. I like that he's a fascinating guy to watch yeah um, he is. it's crazy to think his role in Breaking Bad was eleven years from this to that wow Isn't that weird yeah. weird that is weird uh, some not great acting enjoy. No! second here she was the host for these monsters she's not she's fine but she's not she's not she's great. the hose she means that she's the host oh, she's monsters. the hose for the monsters well that changes yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that changes everything um all right it's that guy that's always doing this part <laughs> we talk about him <laughs> here he is get away from me get away from me he just has to repeat stuff like yeah. get away from me what's inside me uh I don't know why there was a blade on my penis in seven and all that. Uh, f- oh, this is interesting. Here he is again. And, and this is, I had to really pay attention to this to capture it. So see if you guys can hear what's weird about this, this clip. What's inside me? <laughs> that was so- baby farts. Yeah. Baby farts. You put that, you put that on Facebook. And before I even, before I even click it, I'm just like, oh, it's a. Uh, this is the movie that we're watching right now. Scott added a fart. I'm yeah. certain. Yeah, Scott yeah. added a fart. My the one I couldn't resist was the Dan Hadaya breathing on a sensor turned that into a lady scream. Yes. I couldn't. Oh help yeah, it. I couldn't help it. It was like made made for me. All right, here's cool voice stuff. Breach in sector seven, sector three, sector nine unstable. Engines operating at 41%, 86 minutes until Earth dock. You guys notice Winona Ryder has like an old lady voice no matter what age she is? Mm-hmm. Kind of just mm-hmm. kind of yeah. kind of old. I don't know, it's weird. Huh. It's yeah. weird. Well, she killed father. So like, <laughs> well, and, yeah. And they uh I felt like they changed her a little bit once you find out that she's a robot. Yeah. Like she's mm-hmm. it feels like she goes from acting pure human to acting kind of robotic. Robotic, yeah. Do we yeah. have so after all the Ellen stuff? Do we have a favorite synthetic? Is it Bishop? It has to be Bishop, right? Oh yes. I yeah. mean, I yeah. think Ian Holmes amazing, and it's it's a revelatory moment for oh there are synthetics in this world, so it's it almost matters. to the point that I was disappointed that we had the same thing. You know, this it's a it's a trope, right? Oh, the person wasn't a, actually a person. The, yeah, the like, one you trust for such a long time in the film turns out not to be. Yeah, it's a little tropey, but I just it set up Bishop so well because then there was one she could trust, and you right. know if you were invested in that, it, it it just had a good conclusion. And I don't know. I mean, like as like we've said before, they, all these alien movies are the same. They all have a synth. They all have you know they all have they all kill the final alien with an airlock. I mean, they're all just, they're all it's like Taco Bell of movies, right? Yeah. You got you, all your ingredients. You're going to get the same thing every time. Yeah. You got four ingredients and you just work them around and, just work them around. 
and I'm fine with right. it. And I, I, I get there. It just took me a little while because you know I was like Taco Bell. I mean, they're they're pretty consistent, but so are a lot of other restaurants. But then you went to the four ingredients. I'm like, yeah, yeah number yeah, that's Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. can do all kinds of wacky shit. You just have to get creative, and I feel like these alien movies know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. All right, here's. Uh, Oh, I just thought this was funny. It made me laugh. You heard part of it at the top of the show, but here you go. You're programmed to be an asshole. <laughs> You're the new asshole model they're putting out. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I am programmed to love. <laughs> Cue lesbian scene. All right. Uh, this made me laugh also. Oh, no, it didn't. This is Tuco going off again. So here's Tuco. <laughs> You know, I mean, I love. I love no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. I love Tuco, and so why not? Yeah, uh, here it is. Begging your pardon, sir, but f- you. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, f- you, buddy. Yeah, take care, buddy. Creature sounds uh, were pretty good, and then it got all kind of cute at the end. Here you go. <laughs> I like that it goes full kitty at the end. Nope. that sounded like a fart. <laughs> you could have. Yeah. yeah. Whale fart. Yeah, a little bit of a yeah. whale fart. Um, and then finally, um, I just like the countdown. Three, two, one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. I mean, it's 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 father. Why man. would you program your your computer to do that on a uh, self destruct? You know. Yeah. And that's also a little bit of a stretch to say, hey, two hundred years later, the only real difference between ship AIs is this one's <laughs> called father and not mother. You know. Right. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird weird thing. All right. Uh, well, well done. Here's this. Drop your linen and check your women. It's the or however that aliens line went. Uh, it's time for the film sack. <laughs> the film sack checklist. How did he say it? Napone said it. He said, "Drop your linen and check your chicken" or something like that. Chicken, chicken. Stop your I like all the wrong. Drop ones your linen doing. and stop your grinning. Or something oh, like stop that. your grinning and drop your linen. Is that it? Yeah. All yeah. Right. He was a check your women, check your women and choke your chicken. What? All right. Uh, (laughs) No one should spit on their boots to shine them. Check Dan Hedaya. Mm. I'm looking at you, buddy. Don't spit on your boots. Spit and polish. You've never heard that phrase. Yeah, but I don't like it. Never have. Never will. Don't spit on your boots. And Dan Hedaya spits got to be as toxic as aliens. Oh my gosh. It probably smells up a room when you, when he spits. (sighs) Don't breathe on it. Everyone gives me heat for talking about coffee milk breath from uh, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. But Dan Hadaya, that dude, you know, has the breath of, I don't even know. What are we going to assign to it? (laughs) Poor guy. Oh, man. I love him. Don't get me wrong. He's great. Uh, One of my favorite Coen Brothers movies, their first movie, Blood Simple. He's in that and he's amazing in it. Anyway. uh, Then finally, uh, or no, sorry. The next one is Tortelli, more like Brain Telly. Because the, the end when he reached yeah. around to grab his brain, yeah, he was like, grabbed oh. his own head, like own brain, and then like, went oh, cross-eyed, brain tortellini, yeah, brain tortellini. Yeah, mm. brain tortellini. <laughs> uh, and then finally, if you ask enough times, what's inside me, you might actually find out what's inside me. All right, very nice. Uh, you have to say what's what's in effing side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no kidding. There's a bunch of lines in this movie that, taken out of context, are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think about it. this is only two years after Seven, so he's just right in that mode. Yeah. Just, yeah, going for it. Uh, Star Trek connections. I know of only one. Uh, Winona oh, oh, Ryder, we've got a bunch. I'm sure there's more. So give me more. We've got so many. I'm going to hit you with the four standouts. There's like 20 connections in here. Go. 
Um, so Raymond Cruz Stefano in Alien Resurrection was Vargas in the Deep Space Nine episode, The Siege of AR-558. Mm. Uh, he was also the voice of Lieutenant Jorge Gonzalez in the video game Star Trek Elite Force 2. Ooh, yeah, that was a good game. Yep. Uh, Ron Perlman uh, was Jonner in Alien Resurrection. He played Viceroy in the final Next Generation movie, Star Trek Nemesis. Hmm. Uh, Winona Ryder was our not-at-all-a-surprise robot, and she played Amanda Grayson in the 2009 J.J. Abrams Star Trek reboot. Oh, that's right. But for me, the big standout is Brad Wormtongue Duriff. He was uh, Dr. Jonathan Gediman in this one. He was brilliant as the troubled crewman Lon Suter in the Voyager episodes Meld and Basics Part 1 and 2. If if you want to see some great Star Trek, watch those three episodes and you see an arc uh, of that character. He's uh, he's a, a Maki Betazoid who is very troubled. Like he has a history of violence basically. Mm. And he, uh, just up and kills somebody on Voyager and Voyager's lost in space. Like they can't afford to lose crewmen. Right. And, uh, so then Tuvok goes all in on figuring out this guy and like retraining him. Yeah. And, uh, in the first episode meld, uh, uh, is literally Tuvok mind melding with Brad Dourif. And it is so freaking good. Hmm. I'm I'm now very interested in that. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I think if we had to, you know, size everybody up here, who are our favorite actors? Probably Sigourney Weaver and and him, right? Those are our guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah. can I throw one more oh, uh, Trek connection? Yeah. Uh, our dude Purvis, uh, what's in F inside me? Mm. Has uh, played bit parts on Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, and Voyager. Oh wow. And is uh, married to uh, none other than uh, Waterworld's Gene Triplehorn. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. Do they have a little kid with a map on her back and a sideways pony? pony? <laughs> oh. Oh, Maybe. I don't know. That's great. Uh, they've seen paper for sure. Uh, all right. Excellent. Uh, uh, well done, everybody, with the Star Trek connection. Soundtrack great. I'm going to give it to NG for not great compared to the rest of the series. I think it's a little too Hollywoody on the nose at points and it's not nearly creepy enough and weird like the previous films. So it's not my favorite part of the movie, but it's okay. Gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter post time, guys. This is where you guys sum it up. 280 characters or less. That's your limit. Let's start this week. Man, I'm going to go nuts here and just really change things up. Let's start this week with Randy. Alien Resurrection. About 15 men, uh, one, exactly one woman, and a fake woman who's essentially a real doll all come together just like a Saturday night at Ebbets House. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you hold it, sometimes you let it go, and I always Mm -hmm. appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to (laughs) Brian Dunaway. Alien Resurrection. My mommy always said there were no monsters, no real ones. Well, obviously, my mother never saw this movie. Hashtag, do you need intestines to live? Hashtag, yes. <laughs> oh, that poor thing. The thing sucked so hard that first it made its its intestines come out, and yes. then it sucked them back in, and then out Oof. into space. Rough. Mm-hmm. And then the shot of its pieces floating across Falling space. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it ends with the pieces all recollecting. Like in a yeah. hall. Well, that's what they would I do. If it was enough, I, think, yeah. would... I think Reese's was looking at the pieces as it flew by the uh, ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember that part? No, by the way, way does, that, yeah. does that all just float in space until a spaceship uh, accidentally it's, it's, flies through it and acid 
rips through the hull and kills everyone. Well, here's what it would yeah, do. Right. In, the, in the physics of things, it would coagulate into a ball. Um, right. As long as it wasn't dispersed too far. But either way, whatever is, is close to each other would, would pull together and would be like a ball. But then the chances of anyone ever hitting it are astronomically low. Yeah. Given the yeah. size of the uh, thing. Astronomical. Yeah. It's like nice, the nice reason why we call it astronomical. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be great, though, if someone did. And it'd be great if it was a crossover. So, like, uh, on this episode of, I don't know, Star Trek uh, Discovery, they slam into a ball of weird, waxy flesh that also yeah, melts. be the shortest, the shortest episode or movie of whatever. Yeah, right. right I guess. Like, what's yeah. that little blob floating in space? <laughs> ah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it ate through the hole. <laughs> blood, and it just ate through the whole thing. Uh I also okay, quick quick one more point in favor of the design of that final creature. They needed it to be able to emote and you could have done more with the body, sure, but they they needed those eyes to be emotive and they and they did. Yes. That. They had to do that. Oh, so bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, you could they, barely see the eyes. They they did they give them to. eyes, but just barely. They had to have the, the the brow be able to raise when it's like, What mother, what are yeah. you doing to me? Why are you forsaking me? They have to have that, or else right, what are you right. doing? And they did it mostly through gurgles and noises. Yeah. <laughs> Getting sucked through a tiny <laughs> hole like that. Rough business, man. Do you love me? Uh, <laughs> do you love me? Um, all right. We're going to now move over to Brian. Did we do Brian Ibbett? No, Brian Ibbett. We did. We do every. I used to do everybody. Uh, alien Resurrection. In one franchise, we've got both the coolest looking alien and the dumbest looking alien. Who do I have to <laughs> F to get out of this movie? Nice. <laughs> Oh, Ron Perlman knows. Yeah, he knows. Apparently. Yeah. Well, may not get you out of the movie, but. Frank, get you in. Get you get off. You off. <laughs> Did this movie have a Hudson? Not really. Uh, mm. Who Who Mm-mm. is your game over, man? Kind of nervous freak out. I guess out. Ron Perlman's kind of Tuco, maybe? The, maybe Tuco. Yeah, he's always excited. Yeah. He's excited, but he was focused on, like, he was a hard, you know, hard military dude. They right. didn't give him much to say. It's a, it's a bummer. That guy's great. Uh-huh. Raymond Cruz, you're you're my I'm a fan. All right, moving on to the uh, the alternate titles here. This, one, this movie came really close to being called Doctor Ponytail Plays God, but you know it would have been like Prometheus. Is this really an alien movie? Nobody would have known. And then uh-huh. uh, the other one was that girl from Beetlejuice. Sorry, that girl from what came from Beetlejuice is a gall darned robot. That was almost what it was called. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, email time. This is where we read a couple emails from the folks at home. Uh, email us at filmsack at gmail.com. Still the most active email that happens on, on anything frog pants related. It's just uh, amazing how we're, you guys are. We're going to have to stop saying such controversial stuff. I know, honestly. right? Yeah, I apparently. know. That's what happens, yeah. I guess. But Matt mm-hmm. Calvert wrote in, says, hello, film sack. Finally got around to listening to the league of extraordinary gentlemen show. I know I'm far behind. Uh, Scott thing on Connery ending words with shh. Reminded me of my favorite joke about him. So we're about to share this joke. So I'm going to use it on you guys. Okay. okay? All right. What time does Sean Connery show up to Wimbledon? I don't know. Tennis. Ah. Yeah. He says that's all for now. Keep on sacking on. (laughs) Like, you know, 10 ish, we'd say, but for him, it's tennis. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Pretty smart. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Joel wrote <laughs> in. Hilarious. Thank you, Matt. Matt, that was awesome. Joel wrote in also says, "Gents, I just listened to the Highlander two episode, and you're all uh, y'all were trying to figure out why the guy with the southern accent sounds so familiar." Says, "I think it's because he sounds like the guy who got a good checkup from Doctor McCoy in the sound clip you always play on TMS." Uh, really? Yeah. So you, I'm going to play it, 
I, the problem is I don't have the comparative clip, so it's really hard for me to compare okay. them. But um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, what McCoy? I meant to do this before the show, and I didn't. Hold on one second. How's that go? Hey, we're just uh, got to oh, jump for joy. I got a bill of health from Dr. Dr. McCoy. Okay. <laughs> I can't find it. Uh, health, maybe? Ah, shit. This what about McCoy? Of- I don't have it in there under McCoy for oh. some reason. M M Joy C C O Y, right? Yeah. Joy. Let me try Joy. Do I just not have this? Ah, shit. We know what one you're talking about. And you're probably right. Boy, I was really prepared for that. Good job, everybody. Can't wait for you to find it and figure out what you labeled it as. Yeah, that be seems like <laughs> I either misspelled it or too quickly saved it or. Oh this yeah, gonna... try M C O Y, like one C. Oh, McCoy. No, this is going to come up on a future podcast. You're just going to like be in the middle of recording core or something and find it. Yeah. Well, maybe I just have it under Trek. Uh, Trek. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, nope. <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh, wait. Is this it? No, it's that Irish one. There it is. That's me laughing at something. It, sounds, it? it sounds like you. Yeah. Human flesh. No, nah, that's Kirk. All right, well, forget it. Uh, but but, but well, your point is taken. Maybe it is the same guy. That's uh, well said. All right, our next movie will be Better Watch Out. Christmas. Ooh. Christmas movie, you guys. We don't always fill the month with Christmas movies, but we try to get a couple in there, and that's what's happening here. So we're going to watch Better Watch Out, which is a horror movie from 2016. Many of you have asked for it, and uh, it's now streaming everywhere, including Prime. Uh, so no excuse. We're watching a horror movie about Christmas called Better Watch Out. Yeah, we are. Yeah. A few people you might recognize. Like the cast is mostly young actors that you've not seen much of, but it's got Patrick Warburton, Virginia Madsen's in it. Yeah. I feel like Virginia Madsen just pops up here on the show. Just shows she does. us. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'll never complain about that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Lovely woman. Uh, but Better Watch Out next week. Streaming on Prime and a million other places. So if you don't have Prime, chances are you'll still find it. Go to justwatch.com if you're uh, confused and see what you can find. Uh, That's it. That's it for the show. We'll be doing that. Uh, We are doing Jingle All the Way this month as well. Um, Two of us have not seen it, right? (laughs) That's That's correct. That's funny, guys. That's funny. I'm I'm looking forward to it. People are blown away that we haven't seen that movie, but I don't know why we didn't. Why didn't we see it, Ryan? What was our deal? I don't know. Just didn't, didn't. Didn't draw me in. Yeah. I think Joe's had written off uh, Schwarzenegger at that point. Yeah, I think I may have thought, okay, all you're going to do is like twins and bullshit like this. But okay. Sinbad. Yeah, but. Well, yeah, yeah that wasn't Sinbad. a pull either. Sorry. <laughs> it was a pull for me. I think that's one of the reasons why I originally watched it was Sinbad. I was yeah, going okay. through a Sinbad, Sinbad moment. Yeah. I'm remember, over it now, but. You're over it now. For a did minute. You, did you remember, yeah. uh, what was that movie, uh, Necessary Roughness? Did you ever watch that? Scott Bakula yes. and uh, Sinbad and a bunch of mm-hmm. people playing football. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, and that's, that's uh, major yeah. league with a different sport. Kind of, and I'm yeah. getting way ahead of myself here. But the reason to watch Jingle All the Way and talk about it is Phil Hartman. You you are mm-hmm. going to have a strong opinion on Phil Hartman's character oh, in this movie. Okay, wow, all right. All right. I we haven't seen Phil Hartman. You're since going you're going to be soldiers. emotionally affected. Okay, well I always that's, am when I see him because I love him. So, mm-hmm. and it's also got little Jake Lloyd. Oh. Little Jake Lloyd. Oh. Wait, Jake oh, Lloyd from. I'm a- Cannon, my name is Anakin. 
uh wait a minute really he's in this yeah yeah before Isn't he the one that wants the action figure you 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 have an idea of what this movie is <laughs> and i'm telling you you just need to you just need to watch it when the time there's comes. a seinfeld we'll connection too don't miss it um that's someone oh, should check besides out patrick warburton yeah oh yeah oh you're talking about next week's jingle i thought we was talking about jingle all the way still oh yeah. oh yeah no you still are i don't know what's in next week okay Next week may have a sign. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Patrick Warburton. Warburton and uh, better right. watch out. That's right. That's so hold on. Jake. Jake. Uh, what's his last name? Lloyd. Lloyd. We should check Lloyd. in on him. Is he okay? <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd. I heard he was having a real hard time. Drugs and all that. I hope he's all right. You know, you don't want a kid uh, to have that hard of a time. Well, he certainly I mean, he certainly hasn't done anything since Star Wars. Like he he's been checked out of Hollywood for 20 years. Uh, let's see. I don't blame him. He got he got he really did. He got so Star much. Trek people. Or, well, the uh, Star Wars. Star even. Trek. I said Star Trek. <laughs> the Star Wars. Yeah, there it is. Jingle all. Now the way. I'm gonna get shit. He had a quite a year. '96. He was an unhook all the stars. Jingle all the way in Apollo 11. Um, and then Star Wars two or three years after that, and then a couple of things that were in 2001, and then that's it. And then he had a bunch of bunch of stuff like he just yeah he's i mean he, he's like openly diagnosed with schizophrenia and yeah. uh I feel bad for him uh, it's not cool yep. man how old is he now yeah. he's 80 born in 89 32 i hope he's all right mm-hmm. everyone gave you way too much shit kid and i feel bad yeah, yeah. it wasn't your fault it wasn't your fault at all in fact george lucas mm-hmm. sitting around with his giant neck and his money he should give some money to jake <laughs> <William>. <laughs> <laughs> um all right i'm not giving that kid another dime he'd say uh, yeah. All right. That's yeah, just it. like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, more like, uh, I always forget how to do it. It's like this. Uh, Who also looks great in a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> he, needs, he needs a turtleneck. He's not just looks good. He has to have one. All right. Uh, filmsack.com is our website. Uh, email is filmsack at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at filmsack, and you can leave us reviews wherever you get them or wherever you get your shows, rather. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, not watching. There's no watching. It's only listening. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next time with a whole other episode. Until then, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I'm not the mechanic here. I mostly just hurt people. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. What's inside me? <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.